Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by Tara. Greetings citizens. And describe this week. I've been doing that kind of off and on I guess. Um, what word will I use this week? The the hungry Tara? Are you hungry? I don't know. You're eating grapes. Uh, not go. anymore. I just ate a bowl of grapes. Okay. The, the, the grapeful Tara. Oh, I made a pun there. Ooh. Oh, I made a pun. This is a sci-fi movie podcast. We talk about sci-fi movies every week on this show. And one of the things we're doing right now over the, the, the last month or so and the next month or so is we're working through the Terminator franchise because Terminator Dark Fate is coming. It is nigh. Dark Fate is nigh. And because of that, we are working through the franchise and we have done Terminator 1. We have done Terminator 2, which is sad because it means that we've done the two good ones. And we are now going to talk about Terminator 3. We're stuck with the rest. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, I'm going to die. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines from 2003. So a bit of, a bit of context for you. Well, start spoiler-free, of course. I don't have to worry about spoilers. Uh, start spoiler-free. But a bit of context for you. Uh, just, just to set this up, to paint a picture here for, for this, mainly from my side of this, just because, you know, this came out, I was 14, I grew up loving Terminator 1 and 2, I remember seeing the first teaser trailer for this, which was like, uh, the, the studio logo, like, shattering and then, like, forming like, the T-1000 into the, the T and then the, the 3 mm-hmm. get carved into it, you know, Terminator 1 and 2, I would have probably said were my favourite movies when I was that age, I was pumped, I was so pumped for Terminator, and it had been, what, 13 no 12 years sorry 12 years since terminator 2 and i've said this in like the last two reviews but uh genesis to dark face actually the shortest window between two terminator movies weirdly uh we're actually speeding up despite the fact <laughs> the movies are getting worse as we go um, so maybe dark fate will break that streak maybe they will hopefully come on dark fate <laughs> yeah, it's a good on. trailer <laughs> trailer's not bad trailer's not bad so terminator 3 is coming out they announced it's going to be the, the, the female terminator is going to be a thing that's the villain we got John Connor, it's set in present day, it's, you know, it's post the original Judgment Day date because it's set in 2003 and we got Claire Danes in there, obviously Arnold came back as the Terminator and all mm-hmm. these things. Uh, pumped to see it. Uh, odd, odd bit of trivia here, this is an R-rated movie in the US but only a 12A in the UK and there's no, there's no differences, it wasn't cut or edited in any way. Uh, the, the ratings board in the UK just looked at it and went, nah, we're tougher than this, this is a 12. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised actually it's rated R. I don't there's really a... understand why now that I've watched it. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think it's because there's a scene where there's two F-bombs and uh, PG-13's only allowed one F-bomb. I think it may be the second F-bomb they gave it the R rating. <laughs> oh my god. That's my guess. That's my guess. Because I, I didn't notice Who's any other ones. That? Is it FCC? No? No, yeah, the MPA are the ones MPA. doing that. Yeah. The Motion Picture Association of America. The MPA. Mm. I'm glad that you know, Mr. Scottish person. <laughs> oh, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of uh, the rating system. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I grew up in Canada. I remember the A rating being there too, in between the PG-13 and the R, as well. But and I was surprised when uh, we moved to the states and I couldn't watch certain movies because they were no... they jumped from PG-13 yeah. to R. Nothing in the middle. Yeah, because we we had twelve. We've got twelve, fifteen, and eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. which I guess is similar to PG-13, your A, which I'd never heard of until this moment, so thank you for that. And Yeah, it's uh, like adult, but it's it's before our, like adult recommended or something, but you don't mm-hmm. have to be adult to watch it because I think it is like 15 or 16. Yeah, uh, the UK for the record is the BBFC. 
which mm-hmm. is the British Board of Film Classification. And they used to be much more strict than the MPAA because there was a time in the 80s we had the video nasties list and that was like all these horror movies that were banned and all the rest of it. Towers try to fix Ooh. the fact that our camera's flashing. Convenient for them to give you a list of movies you need to watch. I know. Uh, so people are importing <laughs> them and stuff. And they're, they're all available now for the most part on cut. There's like one or two that are so extreme. And to be honest, most of that list were terrible. There was like a couple of notable things. There was eight, The first Evil Dead was on that list, right? And that's a, you know, it's a classic, right? The first one? Yeah. But a lot of the other ones were like these weird like SS camp, the like, you know, werewolf ladies and mm. just this crap that is, is crap and no one should ever see it. But because it was on that list, everyone wanted to see it. It became this... <laughs> Why is it banned? That's a terrible, yeah. that's unattainable thing. Um, so, yes. Because uh, that's the thing. Uh, UK, like, home releases all have the logos on the the boxes. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a law requirement is they all have to be there. And Australia's the same mm-hmm. way. Although Australia's way worse. In fact, hold on. Um, no, admittedly, the audio people won't see this, uh, but this is what the Australian logos look like on a disc. They're huge. Mm. These big rectangles, and then they're big on the side as well. They're, they're huge. Um, absolutely huge. Anyway, um, that is my blue. Those, like, those are more like the um, the video game ratings. Yeah, yeah, much more like that. This is my Blu-ray of uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, the original. Uh, Love that Because it came out on Australia land, and I imported it. Because I'm fancy that way. Um, I love that movie. So, no. Um, Who's the star of that? I love his voice. The star? Um, Jules Verne? He talks like this all the time. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Jules Verne? No, that's the author who wrote the book. Oh, uh, James Mason? James Mason, yeah. There you go. I love his voice. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So, so Terminator 3 is coming out. And... I don't know how I felt about it at the time because I was relatively young and I think I had to, I convinced myself to like it. Like, I think I had to like it. So I had, I, I walked out talking myself into liking it, essentially. I think's what happened. But it's been a long time. And I saw it a few times in the next like year or two after it came out as well. Like, I had the DVD at the time. Um, but I have not seen this movie in probably 15 years. Something to that effect. You know, it's been a yeah. while um i definitely went and saw it in the theater myself i grew up like worshiping the altar of arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> i love arnold schwarzenegger yeah. and i do love the first two terminator films and they were big in my family also we all loved those films and when this one came out i definitely saw it with my brother and because arnold schwarzenegger in it and he's still pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, i think i also left it going I'm glad I saw that. I'm glad that I got to see Arnold be the Terminator again. Yeah. Thinking jo- that that would be the last time. Jo- <laughs> How naive. Um, what's funny about uh, about that, though, is I'd say to you, I'd, I'd say to you in 2003, I'd say, you know, you've not realized it yet because it's only 2003. And you've not had enough time to really process this thought yet. But 80s and 90s Arnold, fantastic. Almost, there's hardly a dud in 80s and 90s Arnold's filmography. You hit the 2000s mm-hmm. and it's like, oh. You're like, yeah. I think End of Days is technically 1999, so maybe from 99 onwards, but it's like that uh, collateral damage. I mean, that's why he went into politics, right? Yeah. Movies were garbage. Terminator 3, like, it's just a really rough little trend for a few years, and then he went into politics, and he was just gone for a long time. Um, And his career since coming back has been better than it was right before he went into politics, but it's not been that notable either. It's yeah. Not, 
you know. I saw that that first movie he did when he came back where he was like a small town sheriff or whatever. I saw that. Yeah, I was excited because oh, Arnold's back in the I movies. I was so excited that he was coming back and it was just so bad. <laughs> it, was just, it was just boring. It was just a dull movie. I saw that movie where he was the dad to the girl who, be, who was becoming a zombie. And mm-hmm. that was a very different role for him. So I was excited to see that. And it wasn't, a, I, I didn't love it, but... It was like, oh, it's interesting that he's doing a role like this. This is different than normal. This is not. Yeah, I remember the trailer for that. I didn't see it, or maybe I did see it. And I just actually, I think I did watch it. I rented it. It's just and okay. I didn't care for it. Yeah, it's just okay. So anyway, this is not to be depressed about the fact that Arnold's not had a great career since 1999. But come on, Dark Fate. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dark Fate. It's yeah. a lot on your shoulders. Um. So Terminator Three, the the basic just of Terminator Three is that Judgment Day didn't happen. I'll get into in spoilers why it didn't happen because I've got a lot of thoughts on that. Um, but it's basically evil Terminator, Terminatrix, the TX. You can tell this was a few years after the Matrix because they've got a Terminatrix, and she's sent back in time to wipe out not only John Connor but all of his lieutenants as well the idea that John might not be able to because John says he's off the grid he doesn't have an address he doesn't have a phone number so thinking that he may be too hard to find that it's like no kill everyone else kill, kill his second in command kill his, his third in command fourth in command kill them all uh, mm-hmm. so that's what she's about to do of course Arnold's sent back in time uh, to protect him and uh, it's called Rise of the Machines because we're right on the eve of the Judgment Day now happening. So that is the basic gist of the film. That's all I'll say in spoiler-free. And while obviously we've, we've kind of implied how we felt at the time and kind of maybe later on realizing the thinking back to the film. So watching it again, Tara, how do you feel about Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines? I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't love the movie. I, I love I love your hatred for it. I want to make that clear. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we go into like more breakdowns of the of the scenes, like every scene is just cringy, or I roll my eyes, or like, or it, like there's a there's a promising element in there, and then they do something stupid or because they've done stupid things, like I can I can't take seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like it. Yep. I um, don't like it either. I think, you know, coming into this, I thought, okay, this is the best of the three sequels. And That's what I thought too. I thought, I remember this being, maybe because of my fondness for Arnold Schwarzenegger, I thought this was going to be the best of the sequels. But I don't know. I think maybe Salvation, although like Terminator 3, I haven't seen Salvation since the theater. And so maybe not, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll find out. Maybe, I think this might be worse than that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll find out about Salvation in a few weeks' time. But I, mm-hmm. I think going into it, like I, I assumed, okay, I remember that's been a very bland movie and a bit too lighthearted for what it what it is. But I don't remember I hating. I remember that. at least like the, the new Terminator being pretty cool. Oh no! But I was so wrong. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no no! She's terrible. <laughs> I was so wrong. Oh, we'll talk about all the things that make her terrible. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. I I just like there's so many things about this movie. First of all, it is I mean it's as bland as I thought it was, if not blander. There's like no atmosphere. There's none none of the mm-hmm. magic that made the first two because the first one feels like this grimy horror movie. The second one feels like there's always this race against the clock kind of thing. Yeah, and and both of those had heart, and this one has none. 
Like, None. there's not, there's no point to it. There's, there's one or two moments where they try to pull the heartstrings based on the first two movies, and it just doesn't work because yeah. by that point in the it's movie, like, you're remember like, remember this moment that yeah. you like? You're like, no. Uh, in fact, you still have to earn it. <laughs> I'd, I'd go further and say that the movie at times feels like just a really bland remake of Terminator Two. I feel like it repeats a lot of the same beats. The structure of the film is very similar, yeah. and a very. And they're trying to force other things to make it more modern, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't fit. It doesn't mesh. And then you've got the humor. Which, oh god i mean i remember not being that impressed with the humor just from memory and it was definitely my least favorite thing about the movie when i first saw it when i was a teenager watching it now and having for having forgotten about some key moments um a pair of sunglasses for example oh I, my god i was appalled <laughs> the look of disgust on tara's face right now it's like yeah it's it's just so hard to watch because it's like i i just i still do adore arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) and watching him go through this it's like why would he even agree to this i mean it's not (sighs) the last few movies he did but didn't do that well and this was like the biggest name he was associated with and he got probably paid a lot of money for it and those are my guesses but he just looks like a fool (laughs) <laughs> maybe he doesn't have a good sense of humor either or doesn't know it's funny maybe i i, I mean he did do batman and robin and i remember him promoting that quite heavily admittedly he's co- contractually obligated to promote it admittedly but i know i you know so who knows what he's believing exactly i all right everybody chill <laughs> i mean the puns alone are probably worth it oh yeah they're great they're great i think batman and robin might be better than this I don't think it's. I think objectively speaking, it's not. But I will agree that I will enjoy watching Batman and Robin. I, I am more likely to watch that again than this. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. I I think the movie uh, suffers from just existing because they wanted a sequel and not because anyone actually had an idea that they wanted to continue the story with. I think the big problem is is that okay, we have to continue after Terminator Two definitively ended the entire story because it did. The ending of Terminator Two ends the story and it's done, and. The, the explanation in this for it absolutely infuriates me because they basically just hand wave it and go, ah, yeah, it didn't really work. It, just, <laughs> it happens anyway. <laughs> that's literally the scene. That, that's the scene. Arnold may as well have just said exactly what I just said there. It was the, mm-hmm. essentially the same line of dialogue. Yeah, so that means it doesn't matter what they do. Like, any time that they... Mm-hmm that they try to fix something it doesn't matter because they could just send another terminator back if it doesn't work there's there's one thing that i kind of like about this movie uh it doesn't have the impact it should because it's this movie but there is one element i like about it which we'll get into in the spoilers properly but i will say yeah me too like i said there's some ideas there that i do like kind of like and i, I think well, would be interested to explore but um i kind of like the ending i can't take this movie seriously yeah. so i kind of like the ending or at least i like it in theory based on what it should feel like and it, you know and i i think the journey of accepting what's happening is kind of what the point of the movie is supposed to be but yeah i think i remember enjoying that too when i first saw it which is why i think i had this one higher on my list of terminator sequels um uh, which by the way just for the record when we say terminator it doesn't like hold up at all when we say terminator sequels that's why we make it clear that we're not including two in Termin- that list terminator 2 is not yeah terminator it's its Terminator it's 2 is, original. yeah, not a sequel. <laughs> Terminator 2 is one of the two original films. That's what we mean here. The sequels are 3, Salvation, and Genesis. <laughs> Making that clear. 
because <laughs> yeah. you said twice there you know i remember this being my favorite sequel i like just i want to make it clear she's not including terminator 2 in that in that <laughs> sentence <laughs> i know <laughs> i do that a lot mm. oh man so it won't be the last time i say it i'm sure oh probably yeah uh, so let's talk about the Terminatrix without getting into spoilers, obviously, because we're still in spoiler-free territory. She's terrible. Uh, Christina Loken, um, I've only seen her in a couple of other things, and it's unfair to kind of judge her in some of those because one was Blood Rain, the Uva Bowl film, which me and Carr reviewed like a year and a half ago, and it was terrible. Um, Sounds amazing. Like It's beyond terrible. See, everything you've heard about Uva Bowl's reputation, he's earned every single word. Everyone. Okay. It's the only movie I can think of that legitimately gave me a gave me a headache because it was edited and shot so poorly. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she was in that. Uh, she was also, you know, a bastion of, you know, why Star Trek Voyage is so good because she's in an episode of that. <laughs> I was doing some research I'm before. Thinking, I don't know who she is. Uh, Does she play Seven of Nine's mother? Because they kind of look alike. Nah, she she's she's in like an episode in like season three. I, I don't remember what the character's name was. It didn't seem like a big role. She was like really far down the list. Yeah, seven nine wasn't in season three. But uh, yeah, so you know I've not seen her in much. I know she was in the Mortal Kombat TV show that lasted like one season and, and whatever. But her acting in this uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, and honestly, the entire conceit of of this female Terminator is kind of a problem because. While on paper it sounds good, it's the same as the T-1000, right? The whole point of the T-1000 is that he's a sleeker, sort of more normal-looking guy that blends in, and you trust a little bit more, right? And the idea of having a woman Terminator is to take that one step further, and the idea, oh, everyone mm-hmm. trusts a woman. Everyone, like, lowers their guard a little bit more with a woman, right? That's just, that's just normal human nature. And they have to go and make it as sleazy and sexy as they possibly can, because the whole point here is she's hot, right? She's hot. We've got her in red leather. And she's like yeah. 23 years I, old. <laughs> I saw her as like uh, an answer to Species, the Species franchise. I mean, even though that sure. came out like a decade before. Well, there was like five of them or something. Maybe more. Uh, first one was in 96, 97. I want to say. Oh, 95. 95. 1995. Yeah, you're right. It's almost a decade. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like that though, right? Like this really mm. sexy woman who's almost alien in her oh, who she is. I mean, she's not human, so. Well, her skeleton and, actually does look like alien. Like they've got like an alien look to her endoskeleton. It looks kind of yeah. You know, it's got it's got the thin chin, so it looks kind of almost the classic alien head with the big blue light eyes. You're right. Yeah, it does. Um, I think they're trying to go for that because that that first movie anyway was a huge hit. When it came out, and it was like, I, I mean, I think it, I think it made a lot of money. It made enough for what, what, what type of movie it was, certainly. Right, like it wasn't supposed to be a big film, and but because people were intrigued by this sexy woman who was, you know, killing men by luring them in, because she was an alien, and uh, I, I think they wanted to like take that and use that as the model but make it a Terminator. <laughs> but she's so... I don't think it's necessary. Like, if you want her to... The the great thing about... Um, is it Robert Patrick who plays? Yeah. Is that he looks like an everyman. And she looks he like a supermodel. She's like, a supermodel. He's not like, he's uh, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger stands out. He's a tank. 
like a literal tank. Yeah. And uh, Robert Patrick blends in and he's sleek and he just goes unnoticed. But then you put in this woman and she's like a goddess. Yeah, she's, she's a supermodel. Yeah, she's she, a supermodel. And like she stands out again. Like, But she even arrives in Beverly Hills. It's almost like they're saying, hey, this is where she belongs. She she comes from Beverly Hills. This, this super sexy woman. Like, that, that, yeah. it, it feels like so on the nose. And yeah, she, she like arrives in a department store. Yeah. Like amongst other plastic Anakin's. models yeah <laughs> hey maybe the director's actually maybe jonathan mosto who directed this who i've literally never seen another movie by maybe he's actually got some like really like subtle commentary out here he's like see she arrives in a department store i've got layers here people i'm, I'm hidden i'm hiding messages in this really generic bland studio movie um because that, that's what it feels like it feels like a studio movie that was put together almost by committee as opposed to it does yeah, yeah. Was and else? it's just like you know people like these first two movies so make sure you reference them a lot because <laughs> we should because one of the things that compare it to robert patrick's uh, t1000 is one of the things that i like about robert patrick is he does do that thing where he's a lot better in uh, sort of infiltrating people when he's talking has to talk to him because you know, arnold is always so like stoic and robotic right he's always affirmative give me your clothes yeah. your butcher mother's saga right whereas robert patrick when he spoke to the foster parents, for example, you know, he would smirk and say, that's a good looking boy. He would thank people when they Even give them information. Even when he's talking to like the kids and yeah. stuff too. Like, like he, he seems to be good enough to be able to keep the kids like comfortable to talk right? to him. And by contrast, like, Arnold couldn't do that. Yeah. And by contrast, the, the TX theoretically should have a similar skill set. And maybe because she's programmed to be sexy. Okay. She's good at like smelling at sure. men to make them lower their guard or whatever. That's fine. But one of the but things she still kills them. Of course. So what's the point? But one of the things that stuck out to me though, and that doesn't even bother me. I'll even accept her killing people, right? Although I get the point you're well, making. Well, she still kills them in public. So like what's what's the point? Yeah, like, she, she's not hiding she's anything. Be... I, I get what you're saying. But here's the thing that bothers me though. This is the thing that really bothers me about this is that she's all like so so she has all these little emotions she does, you know, when she's talking to people, right? To make her feel appear more human, right? To to you know, to smell at the cop or whatever and like make them go like, Oh, sexy lady, you know, whatever reaction she's going for. But she still emotes even when she's on her own and there's no one to see her. She still has these little emotions and it was driving me nuts. She was doing these little smirks. And there's one point, I shit you not, right? So there's a point where she she discovers some blood and it turns out to be John Connor's blood, right? And it turns out she can taste it. And I feel like the only reason why it's a taste test is because they want the hot woman to lick things, right? That is legitimately the only reason why this is a taste thing. Yep. Right? <laughs> so she, she goes to lick the blood and it, you, we get the POV, you know, computer going, da 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 primary target, John Connor. Her reaction shot when it cuts back to her, I shit you not, is an orgasm face. She, the, the camera tracks it and she goes... <gasps> like she, she basically does an old face and i'm why what why is this sexually pleasing her because she's a hot woman and because she needs to be sexy at all times with inflatable breasts with inflatable, i was going to save that for spoilers but sure the inflatable breasts we can get into the scene for spoilers that's just a tease for that's people tease. who want to okay. watch the film yes yes there's inflatable <laughs> boobs um 
<laughs> Do you know what the fact is? And I was I actually think that would be more impressive if she was topless when it happened. And I'm not just saying that to be pervy, but I think there's nothing really that impressive about having something inflatable under clothes that you can just pump up. Like it's an easy effect, right? Bears to actually see the boobs get bigger <laughs> would actually be more of a visual effect. It would actually be more impressive. I'm just saying, if you're gonna well, do it, go full hog. Maybe in Dark Fate. Maybe in Dark Fate. Now that we have the technology. Yes. I don't know. Well that was another thing that stuck out to me early on in this film. You know, at the start there's like a, a future sequence because there are you know, there's usually a future sequence at the start of these, right? And the first thing that stuck out to me is even though this is, you know, twelve years later, CG's come a long way. It actually feels like it's aged worse than the Terminator 2 future stuff because... Yeah, you're right. That first opening scene where we get John Connor in the future is like out of a sci-fi channel film. Yeah, you see like uh, the it flying... Bad. You see the flying Terminators, you know, flying around and all, all the, the endoskeletons. The endoskeletons themselves looked okay, but it was the flying machines and just the general depth of the background just felt a lot more mm-hmm. fake to me. And the thing is, you go back to watch Terminator 2 and like most of that future stuff is like miniatures and props and stunts mm-hmm. and things like that and it felt a bit more real and this just felt a, a lot more like this is all cg it just feels like 100 percent cg with the exception of maybe yeah, the one a shot a lot of the cg doesn't it's like right on the cusp of being good <laughs> but it's not right quite the there yet yeah but the fact is is that it holds up worse because of that compared to terminator 2 even though terminator 2 cg is definitely from an objective like technological standpoint worse terminator 2 cg and even the first one like i think they're more comparable to each other because they still have that like models against the backdrop that cg Mm -hmm. where you can kind of almost see like an outline around the models where it feels like it doesn't quite belong but i don't know it it works for that gritty world (laughs) yeah like i just i feel like the cg in terminator 2 because it's used sparingly and because like the moments it's used for are these big moments of like hey you've never seen this before whereas this movie mm-hmm. whenever it's doing the liquid metal stuff on the t- terminatrix it's just kind of like yeah we saw t2 like we know you can do this with better effects now but you need more than mm-hmm. that you, you can't just wow me because like hey look it's 2003 and we can do this now um and here here's a here's a here's a, here's a, a minor complaint but it's something that bugs me as well is that the, most of the opening titles, there's not like a dedicated opening title sequence in this one. You know, the first two had the, the theme playing and the titles coming up. You know, the first one it was the, the big Terminator letters going past the, the background. The second yeah. was the, the playground on fire. Um, and I don't necessarily mind not having that, but they chose to do the TV thing where they just come up at the bottom during the scenes. Yeah. And that, yeah, right. that can work for some movies, but this happens during the arrival of the Terminatrix as she's like supposed to be stalking the streets and like killing innocent people and like i'm like you're, you're like taking all of the tone all of the atmosphere that might have been here i mean it isn't really but like you're making it worse like you're absolutely making it worse because the text is coming up every two seconds i know yeah i want to talk more about that future scene <laughs> oh we'll talk more about it. i have a few more spoiler free things we can we can mention one <laughs> is the music which i think is painfully generic and forgettable and they have I didn't this, even notice it. Yeah, they have this amazing main theme. Do they even use the the Terminator theme? Uh, the only time it appears is in the closing credits, which is an insult. Oh. Insult, I tell you. Insult. How dare they? I think it's good that it wasn't in this pile of garbage. That's probably true. Now, I did notice the score because because Terminator 1 and 2 both have excellent scores, even outside their main theme. You know, they have really distinct sounds. You know, like if I just go, bum, 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 bum. 
bum 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 you know you think of scenes from terminator uh, mm-hmm. i can't do the one from terminator 2 it's just like the equivalent because it's like it's like a hammer hitting metal but like you know, yeah Dan, Dan. But i love it you know um it's and, like the evil it, it's the one i always think of when he's driving in like the truck through the yeah 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 la river you know, and, and Arnold and T two has like a heroic theme, which is kind of like taking the main theme but doing a different. It's like, you know, it does like a different sort of version mm-hmm. of it, and it it becomes this sort of like hero theme, and like they do a lot of really good things, but it has a lot of unique sounds. It feels very uh, tense. This movie's score is like a generic, like kind of half action, half horror movie score. There's a couple of points where when the Terminator first shows up, like there's like just these really generic, like. Uh, you know like just like horror movie like sounds and it just it sounds mm-hmm. so painfully generic and marco beltrami who did the score for this like i basically in my head blacklisted him for a long time because even at the time i did not like the score i hated it and i was like why does this sound like so generic shit compared to the first two and you know he did well, stream yeah, you're such a fan of the first two score like of course you're going to notice oh absolutely because uh, because he does stream which has a, an okay score for what it is like it works for the movie um but you know i basically anytime i ever saw his name pop up in another movie i was always unimpressed with the music and um yeah so it uh, uh, i don't know i'm not a fan of bill trammy i'll just say that why, why is brad fidel not back you could at least make this movie sound good god damn it <laughs> yeah i wonder why they didn't get him back maybe he just didn't want to do it yeah maybe too does loyal, he do anything else too loyal to big jumbo uh that's a good question i don't know if uh i, I only know him for the terminator score no, you're right. I, I don't really know him for anything else. I, actually, no. I tell. I think I know him for like one more score. Now I think about it, and I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, I'm getting to it. I'm just the, finding the composer on IMDb's list is a takes a little bit of time. There you go. Um, surprise idea. Yeah, he did True Lies. Funnily enough. Oh, I was going to say True Lies. Yeah, not another Cameron movie. Uh, did Johnny Mnemonic, which I've never seen, but that's a sci-fi oh, movie. It's so it's not very good. Hey, it's a sci-fi movie though. We have to do it. Um, oh yeah, we'll do it. Well, I got excited I there. I think it came out around the same time as Judge Dredd. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. Yep, that looks right. Yeah, I remember watching those two as like a double. Whoa. Double yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what he scored? Hmm. He scored the the Time Cop TV show. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a TV show. It was a TV show, yeah. I learned two things with that fact. Uh, it seems like the last time he really did any work was the was the early two thousands because he's credited on the Sarah Connor Chronicles, but only for the the uh, the theme. Well, probably because he came up with the main theme, yeah. right? Yeah, that's basically it. Did a lot of TV stuff by the looks of it. Yeah, he's not had that much of a career really. Like Terminator One and Two are really the the standouts. Hmm. Really interesting. Um. But yeah, the music in this is so painfully generic. I, I, I just, it's so dull. And what's really funny to me about it is that there's a couple of points where it starts to get very serious, and it's like, um, it, you know, the, right, that, that's basically the main theme of this movie. What I just did. I, admittedly, I'm not very good mm-hmm. at doing themes, so apologies if that was that's just all nonsense. But there's a couple of moments where it does that theme and it's like meant to be really somber and like oh judgment day is coming but it happens like right after the scene in the uh the, the, the gas station and i won't say what it is yet for spoiler sake but like it's just the stupid comedy scene that made me groan and then immediately the scene it goes to is them driving and it's like nah, nah, nah. i'm like 
How am I supposed to you feel somber? You don't, you don't earn it, yeah. yeah. How am I supposed to feel anything after that stupid scene? Oh, God. Um, yeah, this is a really rough movie. Um, really rough movie. The, the Terminatrix design always is weird as well. Like, the idea of, like, there's a skeleton, but with liquid metal on top of it. But of given... Well, that looks like what we're getting in Dark Fate. So I actually didn't, I actually didn't mind that because I, I think it is kind of cool, but I, I don't think it's utilized to its potential. Well, I always felt in this movie it never really justified why it existed. Uh, just a trailer for Dark Fate yeah. gives me the idea that he can, can he can create duplicates of himself right. with, with liquid metal. I, that's what I was thinking yeah. because I didn't realize that it was liquid metal over a skeleton base in this film. I I guess I just forgot that detail. Mm. But since seeing that trailer which i did really like the trailer for dark fate and i thought that was a really cool moment seeing that you can separate and have basically two terminators in one because i always thought i always cool. i always thought having a skeleton defeated the purpose of being a t-1000 because then you can't do the whole you know disguise yourself as the floor go under a door like crack or you know all the things that the t-1000 right. could do well i think in this film it, it, because the other two movies you, you can't the the T one thousand can't separate any part of him without it being a glitch. Like uh or he can't like become a weapon other than like knives mm-hmm. or something pokey. So <laughs> but in this one she can. She can become she can like morph into any person that she wants to be and she can also be a gun like a walking gun yeah but uh, to be fair she can't just like form any gun she has like one built-in gun in her arm that kind of right. comes out you know um which feels like kind of weird it's almost like they're like I, I guess the whole the whole even though they never bring this rule up in this movie i only know this from the previous two but i guess yeah. the argument here is that having liquid metal over the skeleton means that they can actually hide like real weapons in the skeleton but have them still come out because obviously the whole thing was that you have to have the living tissue. Although technically, I suppose I'd, I'd ask the question. This this goes for the T one thousand as well. To be fair, yeah, is, the liquid metal isn't. Yeah, how does that tissue. count? Yeah, how does that count exactly? I don't know. I don't know. But um, but uh, to be fair, that's also a problem with T two. You know, and that's a great movie. But so we don't care. We don't, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we we accept it. That's what happens when you make a great movie. That's what we, happens. You forgive we mistakes. Forgive you. Yes, we forgive little mistakes because the movie's otherwise great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the design of her just it's really weird to me. You know, she has like she's like a Swiss Army knife, she has like a buzzsaw that comes out at one point, she has like like a, a USB stabby knife. <laughs> she has like a plasma gun or something in her yeah. arm. It all just feels a little bit cheaper, even though the effects are way better, obviously, because it's two thousand three versus nineteen ninety one. Everything just feels a bit more cheaper in terms of ideas. It feels like, oh no, we'll just we'll make her cooler by giving her all these things. Right. And, you know, we get a, like a dream sequence where you see the classic Terminator, mm-hmm. like skeletons walking around. And like one of them like turns to the camera and like looks down and kind of looks like he's grinning at you in this evil way. I'm like, that is a really cool design. And when you see her skeleton, it's got like this different like alien looking face, like you say. And I just don't like it. Like it, that design is so cool. Like, it, why would you change it up so much? It's just too try hard. That's that's how I describe mm-hmm. it. If you if you look at people in the room, they're try- trying to make it more modern, and by they just remove themselves too much from the original design that it doesn't feel like it belongs in the right universe. It doesn't. It feels like it's from a you know like you see a cheap sci-fi movie. You know, well it's a sci-fi channel or just something else of the era. It just it feels like yeah, this would be cool because it's more matrixy and more sleek and more. Yeah. Um, 
Do you know what it looks is like that, actually? It, it looks like Transformers wasn't out yet, right? No, that was because it kind of reminds me of like Transformers in the way. Now, do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of going from a classic, like just simple black or white computer to like uh, an EMAC that has the big color light up like side, like that. that that's what but it at is. The right time. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like. It's emulated. It feels like ah, oh, see, computers are cool if they light up. <laughs> So she's like a lighty yeah. up one. Just Everybody's up. keyboard now have like a blue light background. <laughs> That's what it kind of feels like. And then, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and the action's not terrible, but it's, it's not, you don't care about any of it in the same way you did not No, too. some of the action scenes I think are are kind of good. Because um, I do remember watching uh, in, in Genesis, you know, I won't give away a new plot or anything, but there's some really big action scenes. And I remember thinking while watching them, like, wow, there's a lot of stuff happening here. I don't know why I'm so bored. Yeah. And I'm not as bored watching these action scenes. Yeah, not as bored. I think you're still somewhat <laughs> bored because it's like, because like, for example, the first time everyone kind of like meets, right? You know, the bit everyone comes together finally and like, okay, all the main characters are aware of each other. And in Terminator 2, when that happened, you know, at the, at the the shopping mall, and then it, it, you know what what happened next? We got this chase where the bad guy is in a big truck, and dun, 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 dun. yeah, and it's ch- chasing John Connor, and Terminator's <laughs> on a bike trying to get to it. What happens in Terminator 3 when everyone meets up for the first time? Oh, the bad guy's in a big truck, and John Connor's on the run in front of them. Oh, and Terminator's got a bike trying to catch up to them. Like you're just doing yep. the same like layout. You're doing the same things and. I just like you can see through it. You can just you can see people be like, yeah, we'll just because one of the things that makes Terminator Two so special as a sequel is that it doesn't just copy Terminator One. It takes the ideas no. of Terminator One and it's like, no, we're going to do a, a new story and we're going to shake things up. And I actually think one of the big problems of this movie is that they made Arnold a good guy again. I feel like that was just such a lazy option. It was like, oh, we'll just yeah, just have Arnold be the hero again because mm-hmm. you know that's that's what it was in the last one. People like that. Yeah, and it leads to this stupid dialogue exchange that doesn't make any sense at all. I'll wait to spoilers. Yeah. Get out. Move <laughs> over. <so> bad. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your clothes. <laughs> so yeah, actions are, the hand. Yeah, the action's not too bad, but it it, it just it, it's lifeless because you don't care about anything that's going on. You don't care about the characters, and you know they have to write out you know Sarah Connor because Linda Hamilton didn't want to come back, so she's just kind of thrown to the side. And it doesn't really mean anything, and it's rough. She did. Yeah, she did. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> I don't think that's much of a spoiler because she's just not in the movie. I feel like like we knew that before I saw it in the theaters because I'll wait to spoilers to tell you how she died. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's lame. <clears throat> it's very lame, yeah. Um and also raises some questions about the timeline. So someone in the comments tried to argue that there was nothing wrong with John's age in Terminator Two, but this movie for me confirms that there is something wrong with it because nothing <laughs> nothing adds up at all. Um yeah. Although if you want to argue that this movie's not canon, it's lying, I'll I'll accept that as an answer, admittedly. But <laughs> but if we're taking yeah. this movie at face value, then I have to. Have you ever watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I saw the first season of it. There's only two, right? There's only two, and I thought it was watchable, but I really wasn't into it. Although, funnily enough, everyone who loves the show says that season two is the season that's great. <laughs> so yeah, I... so many people recommend it, and I was wondering as like a Terminator super fan that you are, if you had seen it. Yeah, I seen the first like, one, and I, I thought it was just you, you never bring it up, so I don't know. I didn't think that you had. For no, I saw season one, and it was an okay show. It 
it, it suffered from a few things. I didn't like the guy playing John Connor. He felt like he was, you know, it was like the young adult John Connor because he was, you know, he was like nineteen mm. or whatever, and like th- this was right around the time of Twilight being a big thing, and it just it reminded me of that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. one of the big things that I wanted to watch it for is because Summer Glow was the the, the hero Terminator in it, and she of course was on Firefly, uh, which was Go a Joss, Joss Whedon show, which who also of course created the hit television show. Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she was also an angel, the spinoff. I should have went that route, but I've done that before, so it's fine. <laughs> but, uh, and I have to admit, though, I wasn't a big fan of Lena Headey as Sarah Connor. And I know to people that sounds crazy now because everyone loves her from Game of Thrones and Dread. And I liked her in Dread, uh, to be fair, but I just, and I never mm-hmm. bought her as Sarah Connor. This is the first time I'd ever seen someone else play Sarah Connor, and I just didn't like it. I was like, this isn't Linda Hamilton. I don't like this. It bothered me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I guess you're you're right. I mean, we've had other iterations of Sarah Connor, and I haven't been able to accept mm. them. And even in this movie, we don't get a different Sarah Connor, but we get a different John Connor, and I just can't accept him. I think John Connor, like I, I would happily have accepted if he was good in the movie, because because I mean, this is get jumping to, to salvation, salvation a little bit. But when they announced Christian Bale as John Connor, I was like, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, do a future war movie with Christian Bale as John Connor in the, in the apocalypse. Yes. Of course, we'll get to my feelings on the actual movie in a few weeks' time. But <laughs> but on paper, that sounded great. On paper, that sounded good. This was yeah. a, That was a year after The Dark Knight. I was on Christian Bale, like, a high oh, rate Oh, everybody then. was. The yeah. world was. Um, and the funny thing is, he got a lot of bad press because he lost his temper on set. Um, I think. Oh yeah. I, I think after that though, he showed he had a good sense of humor about it because he, he cracked a joke at the Oscars or whatever it was. He, he went up and someone had accidentally accidentally sworn on TV, like like in like the previous acceptance speech. He's like, "Well, <laughs> I, I would swear and shout, but you know, I think you've all had enough of that from here." He said something like that, and it was like, "Oh, you know what? He's actually got a sense of humor about it. He's not a complete." I prick. am willing um, to forgive people for their mistakes if they yes. acknowledge it and grow from it. Sure. Sure. Um, I guess I suppose it's up to the guy who he was yelling at. But. Do, do, do you know the funny thing about it, though, is that I feel like everyone lost their shit about him getting angry at a lighting person on set. And I feel like these days, when a story like this comes out, it's because the the person either said something really racist or they were harassing someone sexually. And in hindsight, yeah. this Christian Bale thing feels like, oh, he got angry at a lighting guy for moving something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I still love Russell Crowe. I think he, he beat up people with a telephone. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I like him in a lot of movies, but he's a prick. Yeah. Uh, that's, he is, that's fair. but I love The Nice Guys. Oh, Nice Guys is a great movie. That's <laughs> such a great movie. That may be Shane Black's best movie. And I like a lot. Of, I like Might most be. of Shane Black's movies. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, think it, I think it might be my favorite also. I think it might be my favorite. This is the first movie I watched where I went, I think I like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a few great movies, though, to be fair. Oh, um, he's been since, for sure. Not even before. Um, I never saw this before I saw Nice Guys, admittedly, but if you ever go back and watch... Um, Don't okay. say Drive. No, not Drive. No, I mean, I love Drive. You know I love Drive. And you're in the minority not liking Drive, and you know that. Um, no, 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 no. Um, oh, God, the one where he starts dating a sex doll. Oh. Oh, Lies in the Real Girl? Yes, that movie's fantastic. That and he is great. I've heard it. of it, but I've never watched it. That that because you you hear that you hear that premise and you think, oh, this is some stupid movie. That is one of the most heartfelt, touching movies I have ever seen. It is beautiful. <laughs> it is a beautiful story of people banding together to help someone in need. It is beautiful. Of incels finding love. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'd call him an incel. He's, he's more like he's more he's more like someone with PTSD because of like something bad that happened in his past. I, I, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, but that movie's great. We did that in Influx like a year or two ago. I, I, we did that for Valentine's Day. It was like the quirky Valentine's pick. Um, oh, cute. Um, <laughs> it was good. Um, so anyway, yes, yes. Ryan Gosling uh, is in many a good movie. Although he's he's been in some crap too. Uh, I don't I don't argue that. Um, and for those of you at home saying only God forgives, you will shut your mouths. That movie is a gem. You'd hate it, Tara. <laughs> it's a gem. It. It's if you hate. It's dri- from the guy who did Drive. Yeah, if you hate Drive, you'll hate that way more because it's it's full. Because I don't hate Drive. I just don't understand the the praise, the high praise and love it gets. <laughs> I don't. I, my my gut instinct tells me you would not like Refn in general. I mean, Drives is most mainstream movie, but the rest of his movies are very like, you know, it's like David Lynch like fans. Like, slow films. All right, all right. Maybe you'll watch a Refn movie someday and surprise me. And you'll be like, "Hey, Pierre, I really like Neon Demon." I'll be like, "Really? Okay." Oh, I like the trailer for that. I didn't see it though. Okay, all right. I like Elfanning a lot. All right, well, we're doing our art house spinoffs in the show just so I can put Tara through some <laughs> reference movies, um, and Beyond the Black Rainbow. I finally get to make more people watch Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh, that's actually I'll be mean, That's a sci-fi movie. We can do that anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Not like we haven't done art house already. Oh, I love Beyond. Everyone I've ever showed Beyond the Black Rainbow to, barring one person in a Facebook group, hated it. <laughs> but i love that movie so much it's the same director who did mandy last year uh for for, for the record oh i thought this was a reference movie no 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 uh, i i veered i veered into more art house oh okay 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 yeah beyond the black rainbows uh uh paddy cosmatos i think his name is it's definitely cosmatos i haven't got the first name wrong but anyway uh anything else terminator 3 spoiler free wise that we want to discuss <laughs> Do, do you not enjoy Nick style as uh, John Connor? I don't. <laughs> From the very first scene. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Do, do, I mean, Claire Danes has been in some TV shows that people have liked since. I never saw Homeland, but I know people were into that as a thing. Uh, yeah, I never watched it either. It's not really my style, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I know people really like her. Uh, I know she was like everybody's uh, crush when I was in school, in high school. Really? Uh-huh. Why was she in when you were in high school? Romeo and Juliet was the big one, I think. Oh, okay. I she, she might have been on a TV show. I never I never saw that movie. Um, I, saw, I never saw any TV shows with her in it, so um, but that wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. Well, let, me, let me click on her. Let's see what she's known for on IMDb. Oh, Roman and Juliet was definitely the big one. First thing on the list is My So-Called Life, which is a TV show for one year. I don't know if that was it. Like, I, she wasn't anything that I watched, yeah. but I remember people liked her for that. The, the, the point I was getting at, though, is that other than Arnold, this is like a movie full of people that I've never really seen in anything else. Um, she was the in part. the Punisher film. Yeah, I never actually saw that either. She, uh, I've never seen Nick oh, Stahl in anything. Christina Loken, I never saw in anything until Blood Rain, <laughs> which I only saw it last year. Uh... So yeah, it's just it's a weird movie uh, in, in that sense for me. I don't know it, even the cast. To, to, I mean, Claire Danes is probably the best actor actually out of everyone out of all the rest of the she's cast. She's trying. Yeah, that aren't Arnold. She's the only one that feels like a proper actor. 
Uh, Nick Stahl, well, he might be decent in other things if he's directed properly. He always feels like he's... I don't know. I feel like they almost didn't go far enough to actually try and make him feel like the same John Connor. Like he, like, he didn't call anyone a dickwad. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Um, you know, like, he, he doesn't have the same um, like temperament mm. or um, mannerisms. Like it, it's like he never even watched Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, we want you to just be like a generic possibly homeless dude that's just what you're playing in this movie nick can you do that he's like yeah nick. before we go to spoilers though tara's going to tell you all about patreon.com yeah if you like what we do you could support us over at patreon.com slash tv um you can donate as little as a dollar per month and that dollar gets you bonus episodes of our show the ace the atomic cinema experiment which is what you're watching right now yeah. congratulations <laughs> i felt like you're used to doing that in other shows so you want to explain what the show is but you realize halfway through wait a minute they're watching that or i don't have to explain what it is <laughs> that's what they're already watching maybe yeah that's what happened you know what did <laughs> yeah so you get uh, bonus episodes you also get the episodes a week early and you get ep- um, bonus episodes for other shows that peter does with other hosts that aren't as good as me um so <laughs> Everything, really you, I, everything you just said was factual i can't argue with any of it uh <laughs> yeah no uh, go to patreon and have a look see um and i'm we're sniping this in the middle it's a new thing i'm trying uh before the spoiler section uh because funds i guess i don't know because i know some of you turn it off before it gets <laughs> to the end so this is the this is the trick <laughs> this, is, this is the mean trick haha <laughs> uh but yeah also the five dollar patrons get to uh, vote in a movie once per month you get a pick pick of four different films by the time this goes up it'll probably be a new vote so i wouldn't bother telling you what this one that's up right now is but just patrons make sure you vote by the end of the month make sure you vote not on not only on the ace vote but also the influx and the screams after midnight votes you've got until the end of the month every <laughs> month to vote so go and do that uh, we just last week did close encounters of the third kind which was a voted for movie so mm-hmm. go do that so anyway, Terminator 3, uh, starting the movie, uh, they're going for a classy start, I think, because they start just with the plain black screen with just the titles, it's just, you know, it's like Jonathan Mosto film and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machine, and then it becomes a TV show, and, uh, <laughs> but it starts off with John Connor narrating, and I, I actually really hate his narration. Uh, me too start. although i don't like the narration in terminator 2 either i don't think it's needed that's but. fair i still will take it a million times over this narration oh yeah because he sounds kind of bored for a start <laughs> so that's problem number one uh but he just like he's like judgment day the machines rose millions died in a fire but it never happened. And then it cuts to like him hitting like, you know, rock with a sledgehammer because he's like a workman. He's like, Ugh. He's, like he's like wiping his brow. And he's like, we stopped it. We stopped Judgment Day. We saved everyone. Yeah. But I'm still scared. So I live off grid. No phone number. No address. And then he drops like a bottle of beer. Uh, and in fact, during Jer- when he's saying all this stuff. <laughs> he drops a bottle of beer in the river but before that though actually it's Billy's actually still narrating uh, there is one shot in the future of him when he's saying they won the war it's like him holding up his gun there's like an American flag behind him and there's just people cheering but it's just this like really like uh, it's, moment it's just a blatant rip off of the the scene in Terminator 2 where you get John Connor 
in the future and he's got the same scar he's mm-hmm. got the same type of hair and he's looking around like real slow and it just pans out over a scene and it's it's the same shot but they do it with with him instead and it's it's so cheesy like right away it feels like a like a fan fiction movie <laughs> you know it does it feel i've said this about the terminator sequels in the past post too is that they all feel like fan movies in a weird way they all feel like you know fans trying to like make a terminator because like they're not james cameron they're just not and like and no and and you you realize that right away because you can't help but like compare the two actors and it it looks like a joke like he looks like he's wearing old makeup and like paint in this hair and he's looking around and they're trying to recreate that moment and because he is i mean <laughs> i mean it's not the exact and moment it just comes off as as cheap and like like we talked about in the non-spoiler section yeah. just um like a like a tv movie is isn't the exact moment because in terminator 2 he's just kind of like looking around whereas in this he's actually cheering because right, but, just but they one. try to recreate that, yeah. that same shot of him standing up there he does the same movement we just watched the movie and i remember that scene Here, really well here's here's the funny thing and, here's the here's the funny thing about comparing these two shots right between the movies and why this one fails where terminator 2 has succeeded right in a really small way and it's not to say that if terminator 2 shot didn't do anything it wouldn't be a big deal because it's a, such a small thing in the movie anyway yeah but it it shouldn't even like it doesn't even really need to be in terminator 2 no it's just, it's just a nice little slice of life sort of thing for the future you know just to set us up for the story but here's the thing here's the thing that shot in terminator 2 it actually tells us some interesting things the fact that john connor in that moment when we see him as an adult is so like stoic and he, he looks like a terminator he looks at like arnold in the mm-hmm. first movie like surveying the land with his eyes right he yeah. looks like that and it tells us a lot about him because when we meet him as a kid it tells us that he has changed so much from a kid because he's become mm-hmm. this hardened veteran and he's almost had to become a ter- just like sarah did because in the movie and well, ter- yeah and- plus the terminator is kind of like a father figure to him in the second movie so you can you can understand why he would respect him enough to take on his mannerisms well as an adult. no technically technically the john connor we see at the start of terminator 2 has not had that experience because technically he has that experience only when it's about to stop judgment day from happening he's never grown up with that memory but he went to the okay well now the timeline is like really messing with my head because he wouldn't have had he had to have had that experience as a kid why because his dad had to go back in time to even create no, him. No, 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 so. no, 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 no. That's Terminator 1. No, so... Yeah. Right, so... He always sends Kale Reese back to 1984. That always happens. And he's always created because he sends Kale Reese back. But the whole point of Terminator 2 is that this breaks the cycle. Because with the Terminator in 1990-whatever year it's meant to be. Because it's not 91, because John's too old. Um that breaks the cycle and stops it from ever happening. So there's never a version of events in the future where John's grown up with that memory because because that happened, Judgment Day never happened and he grows up to just be a normal family man. Mm. There is no fate but what we make. <laughs> Unless you're producers and you're making dark fate. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, the point I was getting at though is he's so hard and chiseled, and it, it ties into how in that movie Sarah becomes the Terminator herself. And that was a big thing we talked about where she goes mm-hmm. to kill Dyson, and it's even the Terminator's theme plays as she's going there because she's come cold and she's become a killer. And it's almost like John to survive in this war has to become that. 
and it, it's like this war takes away his humanity and that's i mean never even mentioned this in that movie but i'm thinking about it now comparing it to this moment in terminator 3 because it makes me realize that in stopping judgment day they've also saved john's own humanity they've stopped him having to become this and he gets to mm-hmm. be a normal person now just because it sounds like he's a hero doesn't mean that he has this great life because he gets to do this like no like his life is miserable and he's hardened because he's, he's been through a horrible war and and all these things it actually gives you just an extra layer that i never thought about until we've had this conversation where you realize that they also saved saved john's future you know sarah got to save her son's what a great movie what a fantastic movie then you compare it to this moment where he's just you know like yeah yeah we won like what does this moment tell us about anything (laughs) What, what is him cheering with an american flag behind him the most simple cheesy patriotic thing they could think of just put a flag behind him yeah yeah yeah, well, this is, like, pretty close to post-9-11. So, uh, yeah, American flags were always used <laughs> in everything. Yeah, I th- I think they were used beforehand as well. I'm, I'm not going to accept that this is only a post-9-11 thing. <laughs> no, well, after 9-11, there was a lot sure. more, like, patriotic talk and, and scenes in movies and such. There definitely was, and TV, too. This is why this is why the Wandering Earth, despite not being very good, it was nice to see a, a nation other than the U.S. save the planet because it's always America, right? Yeah, we brought up that point too. Like, <laughs> you mean America doesn't save the day? <laughs> what? That what happen? are the Americans doing? <laughs> Probably what we would be doing blowing ourselves up yeah they're all dead yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you have that moment and then once he drops the bottle there's this transition where the the bottle lands in the river and you see all the skulls and it comes out the camera comes out the water and we get the flying uh machines and uh and this is the moment where i was like this looks just kind of rough like it it doesn't look terrible it doesn't look cheap cg but it just looks like a a wall of cg nothing about it felt like tactile to me and because because i have that direct opening sort of batch of terminator 2 scenes to compare it to it just it felt so lame in comparison and i'm like Mm -hmm. this is age much worse this is age way worse than anything in t2 is is this scene and some of the moments that come later um yeah like i said before it's it's kind of like right on the cusp of being good cg mm-hmm. but it's not there yet so a lot of this stuff just looks really dated because of it yeah the, 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 it doesn't hold up on a later viewing the terminator skeletons themselves look fine i thought like i thought that the main one especially that sort of turned to the camera looked good yeah yeah i brought yeah. that up because i love that that one part because it's like because he looks really menacing like he leans down a little bit or his head goes down it looks like he's smiling like he's grinning evilly at you and you're like what an awesome design <laughs> yeah also, i i love though that they have to kind of like trick trick the film into having this this future scene because technically it's not supposed to have happened so they, they have him have dream it instead so he has these yeah. dreams of things that there's no way he can know what they are yeah, yeah that, that's weird weird so christina loken terminatrix arrives in beverly hills and it stands up well oh i just want to say before we move on okay i actually was thinking that i kind of like the idea of john connor growing up being um being uh um normal programmed but like um he's he's lived his life He's he's lived his whole life being told that he's going to be a great hero and a great leader, and mm. he's going to be the most important man on earth, and he's going to save a bunch of people, and uh, become a, a great warrior, and then 
that doesn't happen because that future was taken from him. And it, it is kind of a cool idea to see what that does to him. Like, does he become like John Rambo where he just like, <laughs> well, he knows he's capable of this. So does he do it? Or is he like constantly depressed, you know, yeah, he's yeah. not able to, uh, because he oh, has this like they, now where he thought, well, maybe it would have been better if the machines rose. And they do literally nothing with this. Nothing, but it's, it's such a, a, a cool character idea like I, agree, you I agree really explore that there's one scene where he kind of says oh like could you ever imagine like a, a world where you you believed you were going to be this important thing your whole life but the, the catch was something awful had to happen first and i'm like that is the only scene where he even really talks about this idea you're, you're bringing up and yeah. all it really sounds like in the scene is that like he sounds proud that he's going to be this but it's, it's kind of shit that you know three billion people have to die <laughs> before he gets to do it and which leads me to another complaint is that john connor in this movie does not feel capable of being this leader no. he feels like he's just this not doofus he's, he's not like a, a comedy like goofball but he just feels like he's this kind of like wimp who doesn't know what he's doing no, at but any there's, point there's literally a scene where like a robot is coming towards them or it's flying and he he doesn't do anything he like freezes. he's laying there there's yeah. a gun like within arm's reach and he doesn't go for it <laughs> yeah i've got our complaint about that moment but we'll get to it when I, we get there um but yeah he doesn't feel capable he doesn't feel like he's because so do i and i know what you're gonna say yeah and at this point <laughs> at this point he like you know he's an adult now because obviously in terminator 2 we don't expect him to be the john connor yet right although that said comparing him to this john connor i still see more signs of the you know the future hero and kid john connor because at least he he's very proactive that john connor he's just constantly doing things for himself he's constantly like yeah even even breaking he's into got, an atm um, machine he's very capable he's very um, that's what i was going to say yeah yeah um resourceful is another word i was going to say he's very resourceful and it feels Industrious. like and you, you can kind of see like, oh yeah he's got the mind of someone who's like okay what do we have access to what can we achieve with that like you can kind of see how that'll become a leader in like a tough situation you can kind of see where that would lead that's john Curry. it feels like he's just like what oh uh, i don't want to be a hero or maybe i do i'm not sure uh. Um, I'll let the veterinarian do everything for me. <laughs> the veterinarian who can fly a plane and knows how to use guns and knows like, like her dad because her dad's in the air force she's like the like she just knows how to do everything <laughs> that's not how that works yeah it really isn't which and I'd be okay I'd be okay with the idea that she's had that upbringing and she does know how to do this stuff but it literally just comes out of nowhere in like the third act like oh but I can do all this stuff too <laughs> like sure yeah <laughs> up until this point you've just been the vet <laughs> And not the military vet, like the a vet vet, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh anyway. Uh so Christina Loken <laughs> arrives in present day, uh, two thousand three. Uh which by the way, this movie is one of those movies that makes me feel old because I vividly remember it coming out. You know, I was old enough to remember it properly because I was a teenager mm -hmm. already. And see, watching this now and having not seen it in like since like 2004, 2005, and seeing them answer their cell phones and it's like these thick Nokia bricks and things, it was like, oh my god, I'm feeling old. Oh my, I remember this was new. Oh no, oh no, I'm ancient. This is bad. Um, and to, to, I'll, I'll give them one little piece of credit. I, I, I actually, I think in the, one of the first reviews, mentioned that if a Terminator showed up now, surely they would connect to the internet. And to an extent, the TX does kind of do that. Just in such a stupid way. It's a stupid way, but at least they kind of bring up the fact that the internet exists. You know, she's just—it's that—it's that that sound you hear when somebody else is on the internet and you accidentally pick up the phone. 
<laughs> back in this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, also, she, yeah, the acting during that, that moment is really weird as well because she sort of goes, ah, uh, 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 her mouth kind of moves with the, the dial up sound. Yeah, like she opens her mouth and the dial up sound comes out. Like, why would that be necessary? Like, she's, she's talking to the internet. <laughs> Connection, <laughs> but she she, she arrives at the department store. It's and she, not sound waves. That's not what it is. She she she, she lands in the department store and she get and obviously as soon as she, there's obviously a question here because obviously we've dealt with the naked terminators in the first two, and because of that and because even Arnold in this movie we know how it's supposed to be shot, right? We understand like mm-hmm. okay we always see them from the behind and we always sort of like get like shadows over the, the, the naughty parts and whatever um although as i mentioned the first terminator on on in blu-ray now you can actually see a bit of his dick <laughs> waving around if you're looking yeah, for yeah they need to add that to my shopping list yes yes uh, <laughs> but like but at the same time there's this feeling like because it's a female terminator for the first time you're like okay how are they going to do this because i feel like it'd be very easy to feel like they're just being cheap with it and but obviously at the same time it's like okay but we always see arnold's buttocks so we can't really complain if we see her ass like you know it's, it's just fair mm-hmm. um but here's the thing so it's not how they shoot it how they shoot it's, it's fine fair. how they shoot it's fine because like i say it's very fair to how they shoot it with the others um obviously the awkward part about switching from a man to a woman is that we also have to censor the boobs right because at least with the guys it's just the crotch you know, that's all you have to really hide the entire yeah. time so you can shoot from behind, you can shoot, you know, proper mid shots uh, the whole time uh, with Arnold or whoever, and it's okay. With with this character, we have to have the, the, the rear view mirror kind of just, you know, or the side view mirror rather, just kind of like peeking out over the boobs as she's walking towards the yeah. car and things like that. Um, the problem is, the problem is, is not how it's shot. The problem is how she, her dialogue and how she, how she acts, because they have her do things and say things in really kind of like, you know, why does she, you know, I mean, I know, I know the T-1000 said in Terminator 2, hey, I, you know, I like your bike or I like that bike. I know he said that, right? And it was a mm-hmm. cool moment. Why does she say that to everyone before she takes something? And she says it and I'm really like, I like your car. And it's like, it, like she sounds like a porn star. It, it just, it comes off really weird. And she's so young. And that, that's something else that really struck me, actually, is that she, she looks really young. She looks like someone yeah. who might play a teenager. And not, not, I'm not saying she looks like a teenager, but I'm saying she looks like someone who would play a teenager on, on a TV show. And I actually, I was curious. I was like, oh, what age was she when they made this? And she was she was 24. And mm. I'm not saying that you can't have a younger Terminator, but like n- neither Arnold or Robert Patrick or even, I think, the, the people in the new movie, like I don't think anyone's been that young when they've been cast as a Terminator. And I think part of the reason why you don't cast that young or you shouldn't is because ultimately there's an air of respectability and menace that comes with age where if you look too young you just don't have you look like a baby <laughs> yeah and she kind of has that look you know and i guess what i mean here and the, if they're going for that like why not just cast a child to be a, a terminator, terminator? Yeah. because then i mean nobody would suspect a child because they don't want to make a movie where a kid should a cud a kid is shooting people um i think that's ultimately the answer for that and but i think the, the point i'm really trying to get to here with her say, nice. saying that she feels too young is that it's when she speaks it's when she says things that are supposed to be menacing and instead of seeing you know robert patrick or arnold say something menacing i just see someone trying to act and it comes off as really like limp i guess yeah i really don't i don't enjoy this 
version of a Terminator. Um, I don't really like the design of her when she is like the the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the liquid metal over the skeleton does kind of make sense if you're hiding weapons and now she's able to shoot like a some kind of laser beam gun. Um, but it's uh, it's still so it's, it comes from a time that's still very exploitive. I mean, it's not like we're not still in that time, but like there is a little bit more respect now when you shoot women, I think. And I mm-hmm. think people notice when when that doesn't happen now a lot more. When you watch in a film like this, like it, it just takes away from the menace and it sort of becomes like, oh, we're just watching this because she's hot and they're going to do yeah. things just because she's well, hot. I, well, I think and that's I think that's the is thing. Is that all she's there for? Because now I don't really fear her. Well, that's at all. that's the difference between this and Terminator One and Two. Is Terminator One and Two didn't have those sleazy elements, right? At least nothing I remember or anything that's beyond like a one moment thing. I don't remember anything that struck me that way. I don't remember Sarah Connor ever being shot to be sexy. <laughs> like, not really. No, um, not really, no. Um, whereas in this, as you're right, it's taking me out of what a Terminator film is supposed to be because it's lowering the tone, it's lowering the the, mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the mood because, like you say, you're like, this is just happening because you're sexy. That is all this that is. It's just titillation for, for young boys. That is all this is supposed to be. And it just... You know, along with the direction, which I think is very like bog standard and ho hum, has no menace. She has no atmosphere as a, as a menace, as a threat. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say that she sounds too young and like not intimidating enough, like I'm thinking like you know, when she grabs Claire Danes and when she you know when she knows John Connor's nearby and she's like, "Where is John Connor?" And I I just I hear someone, I hear someone who should be on like a, a CW show. Like that's the level of acting quality we're talking about here. And to be fair, there's actually much better actors in this and in CW shows as well. But there's always that that certain shows have this caliber of acting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It just it it comes off just feeling so weak to me. Um, so the villain sucks. The villain is just terrible. Uh, and there's nothing Which good about it. Which is shame because yeah. it's the Terminator. Yeah, and Terminator One and Two both had great villains. <laughs> And then we get the introduction of the Terminator that we know and love, Mm -hmm. and it's horrendous. Well, yeah, yeah. I I assume you mean when he goes to the bar as opposed to just the... Well, but even even before that, see when when the ball appears, the the electric ball appears in the desert, right? And Mm -hmm. he stands up, and I'm like, you know what? I remembered thinking Arl looked old in this, and I actually think he looks pretty good still, you know, comparatively. He looks stupid good. He does. He looks good in this. He, he looks like... I mean, I think I he's... I even like, texted you and I was just like, you know what? F him. <laughs> he looks too he's good. He's like 50 years old and he, there's, no man should look that that good at that age or that, like, yeah. built still. He's in his early 50s because he's, he's like 70-something now. So he's definitely in his early 50s at this point. Um, so... Yeah, no, he looks great for his age. He absolutely does. Um, like I, I think it still if, looks like a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. If, if this was made with like a better director and script, and this was or James Cameron came back or whatever, he could have totally still done this one last time at this age. He totally could. Oh yeah. Um, whereas Genesis, we're going to get into some hairy logic to explain why he's so old, but that's for another review. Um, so he's coming back, so we'll see. This was actually the first moment in the well, not the first moment, but this was one of the first big moments in the movie where I I went, you know what? I hate the music in this because you think you mm-hmm. think of those those scenes in Terminator One and Two when he arrives, right? 
And there are actually the times where you first hear his theme in both movies, or the bum, 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 you know, mm-hmm. right? But you think of that moment as he stands up and it's nighttime and he walks over to the ledge and he looks over the city of LA and it's like, whoa. Like, like you know, it has this feeling to like something, like a big deal has just arrived. And the music does a lot of that. The, 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 obviously, mm-hmm. the visual style is great as well, but the music does a lot of that. And then Terminator 2, like they go for something different. They go for this thing where it's a more populated area and we have this scene in the bar, which does have a little bit of humour in it, but it's it, it's, go, it's going for cool. It's going for a different vibe. It's trying to set the difference tone between him in the first movie where he's the villain and then this movie is kind of hitting that... He's maybe not the villain in this one. He's actually more of an anti-hero and it's kind of trying to set that tone early on. This movie doesn't do something different. This movie just redoes the Terminator 2 scene where he goes to the bar, except this time it's ladies' night and there's a stripper because that's funny it's like they took the scene from t2 where the waitress is coming up with the tray and she goes except the entire bar (laughs) is filled with her i know exactly who you were going to reference there when you said the waitress i know the exact move she was like oh and she looks up and that's pretty good recreation yeah they basically just wanted everyone in the room to do that to him because it's just all these ladies going oh yeah um because they do the same thing where they go at the POV and it's it's the same grid thing and up the body and it's like not a match and I'm like like you're just redoing this scene from T2 that's all this mm-hmm. is uh, you're not expanding a point underneath and then of course like they're just going for the joke where he goes up to the stripper who's all in leather and he's like give me your clothes <laughs> oh, no, sorry take Wait off your, your clothes turn honey yes, <laughs> yes something like that and then he's like and see because he says talk to the hand to him right but i'd forgotten just how in your face literally this shot was where it goes to the shot where the hand comes up to it because like talk to the hand bitch kind of thing and you know arnold just grabs the hand goes no like like and he literally talks to the hand and they're like like i remember not liking the humor in this but i had this feeling in the pit of my stomach this time watching it i'm like oh no Oh, I no. totally blocked out all the humor in this movie. I didn't remember anything oh, from that. I, I had forgotten about Talk to the Hand. And then when he said it here, I remembered the later scene with it. Like, you know, as, as soon as he said it the first time, I remembered the later one. Um, and then, of course, when he gets outside and he's got the, all, all his clothes on, he's like, oh, there's something in the pocket. And he pulls out the sunglasses and he puts them on. The camera tracks in because maybe the cool moment where Arnold puts on the sunglasses and it's the Elton John star sunglasses. Oh my god. I hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and why, why does he have a problem with them though? Because he takes them off and crushes them and I'm like, why does the Terminator why? in context have a problem with these sunglasses? Because the reason we've always sort of explained why he likes sunglasses is because it's something to do with his red eyes. Like it helps with yeah. you know something like the, the vision or hiding them. He or... doesn't know that they're not cool. Yeah, but he takes them off anyway and, and crushes them. And it's just because I was I was half expecting him to like walk away with assless chaps on because it was a stripper, <laughs> yeah, for like another joke. And like oh my, it was so, it was so bad. After those, after that moment, it wouldn't have felt out of place. It'd have felt in tone with what just happened. They mm-hmm. really would have. And again, this is just them going, "Hey, remember like what it was like in T two? This is the problem. See in Terminator one. Or sorry, Terminator Two. Everything that like happens that calls back to the first film tells us something about how the story's advanced, right? The whole sunglasses thing in T Two. The idea was that he goes from being less human to be more human, right? 
because in the mm-hmm. first film he went from you know not having them to having them so it was like a flip thing in this movie he gets sunglasses like multiple times and they keep getting broken and he keeps getting more like it's not saying anything it's just because arnold looked cool in sunglasses in t2 so we're going to keep putting yeah. the sunglasses so he, he takes them off and crushes them and then he finds a pair of like sweet oakley's or whatever yeah. and puts them on it's like this is good this is my look yeah. you're like how do you know like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense even in the first Terminator, like he beats up some punks and he puts these clothes on, and they're not as cool as the clothes in T two. No, like he he still looks menacing though because you know underneath he's just a machine, and it just he doesn't give a fuck about what he's wearing. Yeah, I'm so sorry, he doesn't care about what he's wearing. <laughs> Foul mouthed Tara, goddamn it. Um, no, see. <laughs> but see that's the thing though like like even even the punk stuff like yeah it does have that effect of like oh he doesn't give a shit right so it's like mm-hmm. he's just wearing this random homeless punk dude's outfit and he's still menacing but even then there's, there's still a conscious choice from the creative team to be like well let's still pick something that can still be menacing because if you came across random punks like that in the street they'd still be scary because you'd still be oh they might try and mug me or something like that they're still like yeah you know um i mean it's still the 80s so yeah, yeah like but it, it doesn't look as cool as sure. the like the leather that he's wearing in in t2 and i think they've got like studs on the back of his jacket or whatever it's like a denim jacket in the first one but the way it's shot like it's still so dark like he does still look pretty cool it's just not it's not t2 level cool and it doesn't matter because the whole point is that he's a machine underneath those again like terminator 2 didn't try to recreate the outfit from terminator 1 but terminator 3 is like no we have to have him in leather pants because that's what he wore in terminator 2 it has to be the same (laughs) um it's it's such a sequel it's such a sequel by kim it is is unreal um and we're also introduced in between all this to claire dane's character kate who is with her fiance and she has that really on the nose line because she's trying to scan a barcode and she's like damn i hate machines thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and we meet our dad over the phone who works at you know the, the air force but he's, he's he's behind you know he's the one in charge of skynet which is still happening and mm-hmm. but he's got a conscience but he's got a conscience <laughs> um so we're interested in all, all this he's a uh army not army but air force military um general with a heart of gold yes <laughs> yes that's exactly what he is um and you know, it's funny because there has been such... Like, I, I'd argue there's a bigger change in the world between T2 and T3 from T3 to like any of the ones we've got now because the internet not existing in T2 really and then existing and being in wages in T3 is a such a huge difference in the world. Like The world changed in those 10, 12 years. Yeah. Like, in a big way. Because even, even by 2003, I think, you know... I mean, I had internet, I think, from 2001-ish. So even by 2003, like, I, I'm using the internet every day. I, it's a big part of my life. And it's mm-hmm. never stopped. I, I do things for YouTube and podcasts now. Like, the internet literally is what I use to do like everything. Like your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, sure, okay, we've got smartphones now. We didn't have them in T3. But I feel like, you know, like, again, they could have explored this difference. Like, this is, you know, like... They've even tied it into like why Skynet like like exists in a weird way. Like it could be like, oh, the internet in a weird way is how Skynet manif- manifested when it didn't just turn on like the way it did before. But of course, that's maybe not. Skynet is the reason we have internet. Yeah, you know, maybe who knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so uh, John Connor uh, somewhere in the middle of all this uh, falls off his motorbike. <laughs> because he's a deer it's a, it's a thing um 
he he's riding a bike of course because he was riding a bike in t2 although i don't necessarily have a problem with that on its own because he still would probably ride a bike like that's fine yeah um i mean if you know how to do it and if you're safe <laughs> then he's uh it is a much more efficient way to travel yeah i mean uh, like there's nothing wrong with him still like you know if, I, if i'm making a terminator sequel um one of the few things I don't dislike about Salvation is that he still like rides rides, rides a bike because I'm like yeah it's a character trait he was always a bike rider. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm only kind of pointing out because so many other things in the movie are just happening because they happen in T2. <laughs> so I'm just I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. Add it to the list. Uh, so so he, he breaks into a, a vet clinic uh, for some pain meds. So he steals some dog dog, dog like pills and. Uh, Claire Danes turns out she works at this vet, and she's called in for an emergency. Not not because he's broken in, but because some, you know, patient has got an emergency. Some woman's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, my dog needs to be seen at four in the morning," and this is where everything kind of converges. And before and while this is all happening, there's a couple of scenes of the TX going around killing various lieutenants, uh, all of which have no like impact or atmosphere or anything, and they should. Like the Terminator is going up to a drive-through and like shooting the guy at the the counter should have a feeling. To, it should feel something. How would she even know to go through a drive-through? <laughs> I mean, I assume she has. She's got his work records or whatever. Like, oh, he's employed here. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, if Arnold can have like human psychology, like wired into him, <laughs> then she can have basic drive-through functionality <laughs> wired into her. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's a minor nitpick. Yeah, um, but I didn't like it. <laughs> she even she even goes to like someone's house and is like, "Oh, are you so and so?" and like shoots some. But it's a teenager. I thought, "Oh, this is this, this could be like a really dark." Ver-. Do you know that scene in the first Terminator when he goes to like that first Sarah Connor and she just like mm-hmm. opens and is like Sarah Connor, yes, mm-hmm. you know, boom, shoot, and it's like, it's really horrific. Like it feels so violent and like intrusive and yeah, and know. cruel. And like and then this, like I'm just like, I don't care about her shooting this teenager. Like it means nothing. No. And you know, when I think about the drive-through, it's really inefficient when it comes to killing. <laughs> are, are, you, are you saying the f you at the drive-through? Well, I... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> tell me you got that reference. It's no. It's it's inefficient because, um, I mean, if if you're in a drive-through, you could have a car in front of you waiting on their food because you've just paid. And then mm-hmm. you have a car behind you. So how are you going to escape? I mean, she got lucky this time. There was nobody there. But, like, it's a really inefficient way to do that. I made a Lethal Weapon 2 reference for everyone didn't get it. That was Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon 2. Just... Oh, yeah. I have seen Lethal Weapon 2. Hey, F you at the drive <laughs> You got your order. And it's already, you're already mails away before you know it's gone. I can't do Joe Pesci. But Aren't I you glad do... that he's coming back for movies? Yeah, I like Joe Pesci a lot. I mean, between the four Lethal Weapon movies and the Home Alone movies, like, Joe Pesci, like, obviously, I mean, I know he was in Goodfellas, but I didn't see that till later. Yeah. I, saw, I saw that years later. But, in Casino, right? Who's in Casino? I but I saw those later as a teenager or young adult. Like, but growing up, it was the four Lethal Weapon movies and the two Home Alones. That was, like, where I grew up watching Joe Pesci. Yeah. So. I, I love Joe Pesci. I'm so glad he's coming back. He's coming back for The Irishman. I don't know if he's coming back for more. Uh, yeah, it just took his buddy Scorsese. Like, hey, we're doing another gangster movie with De Niro and everyone. Do you want to come back for it? All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. 
He's, he's probably just been sitting in his pool for 20 years and going, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should do something for, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm bored. De Niro's going to be there? All right, I'll do it. I'll come back to the pool. Um, I'll see my friend again. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, so she's been killing people, but of course she shows up uh, whilst there's a bit of a... St- again, John Connor's got a paintball gun and he's trying to hold Claire Danes up with the gun so she won't call police. And she just, like... Like, takes it from him. Yeah, she just takes it from him. She, she, I mean, I don't really like her character that much either, but she's clearly much more capable than he is. I mean, what happened all that those years of training in Mexico? I know. I know. He's useless. <laughs> uh, she just turns the gun on him and shoots him because she knows it's a paintball gun. She knows it's not a real gun. And, um, you know, locks him in a cage. And this is where everything, you know, comes together. Uh, the TX shows up, kills the, the woman who's out in the foyer and is coming to get her. And, they're trying to do a horror movie scene so so much. They're, they're trying to like have like yeah, Kate hide behind like a cabinet and the Terminatrix is looking around and we've got this generic horror movie music playing. Like it's just so it fe- you know, this movie, like not only is it like a really generic like four committee sequel, it just it feels so mid two thousands in a way that I really don't like. I know, you wouldn't expect a mid two thousand movie to feel so dated, but it really really is. <laughs> I, I, even at the time, I, I remember thinking that movies in the 2000s, I, I would say they're the good ones that were coming out and, and whatnot, but like I, I remember thinking that a lot of the 2000s movies had this like weird, bland feeling to them. Because like, I feel like when you even when you watch a bad movie from the 80s, it still feels like an 80s movie, and you're like, oh, I can still feel mm-hmm. the 80s vibes from this. I feel like movies mm-hmm. in the 2000s that were bad just feel really bland and like soulless. <laughs> yeah, they almost seem like what, um, like you were saying with the CW, yeah. that kind of style or that look is sort of what you get in here where you don't quite have the budget for all the special effects but you still try <laughs> so you get mid 2000 special effects yeah uh but, but here, yeah just it looks so uninspired everything looks so bland everything's just in the daylight for the most part and there's no it doesn't have a look it doesn't have a visual style it's weird um and there's definitely other movies that are guilty of that. I think it's a problem in Hollywood in general. That there's a lot. Of, you know, I like the Marvel movies, but a lot of them are guilty. A lot of, just, of this is the, like showing off what was wrong with Hollywood at the time. Yeah, because even a lot of the good Marvel movies still just look like TV shows sometimes now. Um, mm-hmm. They're just bigger budget TV shows. But yeah, of course Arnold shows up and kind of saves the day by ramming a truck into into the Terminatrix. Um, and he comes in. He, he locks Kate in, in the in the in the doggy truck because uh, she's, she's wait. Yeah. He rams the truck into the Terminatrix, mm-hmm. and it bumps her car, which explodes in this giant like uh-huh. <laughs> this giant this giant ball of fire and flame. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's not the first time we see it either. I can curb with all this. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of random explosions in this movie, for sure. Uh, it's so random, because, I mean, he rams his truck into a wall, and the other car explodes. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and he allows Kate in the... Because she's got this little... Like, her little vet truck has, like, a sort of doggy thing in the back. And... Whatever. So, he locks her in there, um, and he's like... She's like, hey, if I, if I, if I tell you where John Connor is, will you, will you let me go? He's like, yes... So she tells him where he is. He's like, "Hey, you told you me you let me go. I lied." Like, would the would the Terminator say that? <laughs> would the Terminator even bother responding? I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, especially when we get to the point that he has to obey her orders, and it gets really murky with that role later. But more than that, uh, he comes. Oh, yeah, in, you're right. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, he, he comes in, and you know, I was almost saying Nick, but uh, John Connor gets out of the cage, and he runs it. And do, do, do you remember the build up to like like the two Terminators meeting with John Connor in the mall in Terminator Two, and how we were seeing both sides, and it was kind of crescendoing, and then it was literally in the middle of them. This slow motion scene. Yeah. Um, here we just—it just goes to slow motion as Arnold walks through the fog towards them. It was like it's, it's like such a nothing moment. It feels like the layman director's version of that moment in T two, where it's just yeah. like oh, just float together. We're gonna make this scene again, and it's gonna be just like that. It'll be like a PTSD moment for John Connor, and instead it just comes off as like yeah, it's just a fan recreation. John Connor with no feeling behind it. John Connor, it is time. Like that, that, that is his line. I was so surprised that we didn't get the come with me if you want to live. No, actually, there's a moment later on where uh, John says to Kate, do you want to live? Like, when he's trying to convince her to come with I know, up. why wouldn't they just use the line? I know, it's weird. Like, why? yeah, like, just do it. Like, and I, I know we're complaining they're just doing things from, like, T2, but, like, that yeah, line was... Yeah, in... you know what, I probably would have rolled my eyes, but I don't understand why yeah. they didn't do it. <laughs> but that's the thing like if they'd done like if they'd just done their own movie but still had one or two references i'd have been fine with it like you know because in terminator 2 the reason why you come with me if you want to live is a fine reference to the first one it's for two reasons one there's not that many references to the first film so that you don't roll your eyes at it and two the fact that it's the terminator now saying it really like flips yeah, the whole you know, it if, means like, this is your yeah. your your safety net now this is yeah. i'm i'm a good guy you yeah. can trust me and you know because they're, they're basically that's trying important to, to her yeah in fact do, do you know what this scene is it's a mix between when john connor meets the terminator for the first time in t2 but it's also half the scene where sarah sees him when he walks out the elevator mm-hmm. because that's the ptsd element it's, it's a mix of those two scenes uh mm-hmm. but with none of the skill <laughs> oh, dear. or credibility because <laughs> john's like are you here to kill me and I'm like, he'd, he'd already have your his hand through your neck if he was. Um, but he's like, no, you must live. Um, and just like grabs him. And so here, 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 and we see the Terminatrix sort of reform. So this is where we get to see what she properly looks like when she's doing all this stuff. But here's, here's the thing. Here's my, my next big complaint about this movie. And it kind of stems from this scene onwards. Is John Connor, like they mentioned multiple times throughout this film that John theoretically has a childhood attachment to the Terminator. Uh, and later on when we find out that he was killed by this Terminator in the future, it was because he got close because he pretended to be this Terminator that he knew as a kid. Even though he watched them melt, so why would he think it's the same one? What, right? What, what, why does he... Because when he said... Because he asked him at Do one point... Do you remember me? Yeah. Like, uh, you saw him melt. Like, when Arnold says, you know, when he, when he asks him, like, do you come off an assembly line? He's like, exactly. I'm like, why didn't you assume that? Why, why did you think there was only one of him? You already knew your mum saw one. Connor- such a doofus he's an idiot he's an idiot he's an actual idiot and yeah. you saw him melt and we all cried with you so uh the terminatrix pulls out her plasma cannon and shoots arnold and this actually essentially is the moment from t2 where the t1000 stabs him because it, it destroys one of his fuel cells um and he has to go to his backup although it adds this new thing we'll get to later but um the all, all the cops show up and terminatrix is still around 
and we discover she has a new ability uh, compared to the T-1000. She can actually take control of other machines. If she, if she like, basically hacks it physically, she can control the other machines. So we get, like, a big chase scene where she's in a big truck. Instead of a, an oil tanker, it's, like, a giant crane uh, with a hook on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, this, it's a really wide vehicle. That's the, the thing I'd say about it more than anything. It looks really wide for a vehicle. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's some kind of rig, but it's, like, hanging off on the side, so yeah. it keeps running into things. So, she's got that, but she's, she's she's programmed, like, two cop cars and, like, an ambulance t- to be under her control. So, there's several vehicles chasing. And it feels like it's really just so they could have more destruction, so there's more things to blow up that mm-hmm. aren't affecting anyone. Uh, and Arnold, of course, wakes up and takes a bike. Uh, and, of course, and this is, this is the thing. So, Terminator 2, reference T1 by having the t-1000 say get out right because that was something arnold did in the first one in the truck towards the end he said get out right yeah so okay get out you want to reference that as a, a consistent thing that that would be in his dialect sure that's fine he does it like three times in this movie though like he doesn't just do it once he does it like three times they have to run it into the ground because of course they do uh, so there's a big action scene arnold's dangling off a hook it it lowers the hook into the, the the manhole at one point and it flips the whole thing and yada yada yada. Um, I, I don't have a lot to say about the action scene. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's uh, it's not boring, but it's uh, it's it doesn't even compare to the scene in T two, which is what they're trying to do. Yeah. So it's after this where they're in the the, the truck and Kate's just yelling in the back and that's just maybe a comedy thing uh where you know like john shuts the little shutter on her and then arnold does it as well um because he's like oh did you have you sustained injury uh drop dead asshole i am unable to comply that is maybe the one little smart thing to do in the whole movie is that Hmm? when we find out that she's the one who can give him orders but he says i'm unable to comply because we know from t2 he can't self-terminate so she gives him that order and he can't do it so that was a neat little hint so I'll, i'll give them points there that's okay I'll give them points. Yeah, so his fuel cell... I actually kind of chuckled at it, so I was all right with it, Lauren. Sure. Uh, but his fuel... Because it, it wasn't a stupid response. It wasn't like, uh, I don't know. It felt like a Terminator response, yeah. 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 It didn't feel like they were doing something silly. It felt like, no, his natural robotic response made it funny. He didn't say something dumb like, talk to the hands, so... Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, so he takes out his power cell and throws it out into the desert, and it causes a mini nuclear explosion. Can we just? Can we just? There's a mushroom cloud, and all this is is so that we can do this at the end. It's just to explain why he can blow up when he wants to. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. But they they get to um, this gas station, and Arnold's like getting supplies, and he's just going around like taking one of everything essentially. And he takes some sunglasses because his previous sunglasses got destroyed, of course. So he needs more. And the cashier tries to talk to him, and he's just like, "Talk to the hand." Oh, I froze. Oh, you froze. That's the first time that's happened tonight. Hey, that ain't too bad. Uh, what are your thoughts, Tara, on "Talk to the Hand"? Oh, did I like it? Yes. Did you enjoy this scene? Well, this may surprise you. 
but no i hated it it was terrible <laughs> like why would he ever say something like that sure you know the worst part of the scene is though it's not even the line for me it's when he turns his head back to walk out the song that's in the background picks up and it's like funky 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 <laughs> it's this really upbeat oh silly song and i'm like it's like this is gonna be his new catchphrase and it's so dated and it's so cringy and yeah I just want Arnold to be cool all the time. Yeah. In fact, do, do you know what moment really struck me when it, like when Nick Stahl just doesn't feel like John Connor? See, when he's like talking to him for the first time, he's like, don't you remember me? Uh, you know, hasta la vista, baby. And I'm like, that felt forced. <laughs> that did not feel like John Connor. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't feel like that, John Connor. But, so they go to the cemetery Um Although on the way, John Carr has like a heart-to-heart with Kate and tries to explain. Although he's very bad at it. He never actually outright just tries to explain what... what he, he, he kind of drops these things where he's like, oh, he's a robot from the future and I'm the future leader of the resistance. But he never actually explains what Judgment Day is or that Skynet like is going to rise. or you know, it, it leaves mm-hmm. out a lot of details and makes it like really hard to even try and take him seriously. Um, but of course, they made out as when they were like 12. So of course, they were destined to be together. <laughs> what nerd wrote this script <laughs> maybe betty who kissed me because of the party that happened will get back with me one day <laughs> we're destined to be together betty <laughs> i don't i just like everything with their relationship feels kind of forced to me even though it makes sense that he probably does have someone in the future that this element just feels like it's so not necessary it's not necessary uh, like I, I get that because terminator 1 and 2 had this strong heroine right they wanted to have a strong heroine again and they get really on the nose with it later again we'll get to that line but like it just it, it it's just hard to swallow when none of the characters are that engaging and the movie mm-hmm. feels like it's just going through the motions because it is just this, like, oh, we're going through these beats from T2. Uh, although instead of going to Mexico to get guns, they just go to a, a crypt that Sarah Connor had in her will, whereas a, a coffin with her name on it that's full of <laughs> various weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's that locker room from T2, but it's all in a coffin. Yes. There's, like, a rocket launcher in there. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, which to be fair T2 never had a rocket launcher so I mean fair enough I suppose um, did they use it in this movie? yeah yeah he shoots a TX with it uh, as they're leaving she's coming towards mm-hmm. the hearse Arnold shoots her with it to buy them some time you're right so um, you said you had thoughts on the uh, the death of Sarah Connor here and this is where we get it explained to us <laughs> she had leukemia she had leukemia and and this, story. Is, and this is where <laughs> the murkiness of the timeline, because it says she died in 1997, just after Judgment Day. And John says out loud that she held on for three years just to make sure Judgment Day didn't happen. Which means that Terminator 2, at most, took place in 1994. Yeah. Assuming which, she got diagnosed with leukemia, like, right before she left the prison. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Which would mean that John Connor should be nine or ten in Terminator Two, but he also says that he was like thirteen. He was twelve, thirteen. So there's definitely some wonkiness in the time here. I'm just I'm pointing that out. Yeah, but there's wonkiness in T two. So yeah, yeah. But I just I hate how they hand wave it. It's like oh yeah, she died of leukemia. Um, let's move <laughs> on. 
It's, it's, in fact, actually, that was the other thing. It's the same with, um, you know, when he's like, we stopped Judgment Day, and Arnold's just like, you only postponed it. Judgment Day is inevitable. And that's it. That is the only explanation you ever get. Okay. That's it. If that's true, then why did the same Terminator that came back, the same type, try to, like, change his plans in order to stop Judgment Day? Who, who came back? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the, the T... What is he, a T-800? He's either a T-101 or a T-850, depending on... I, I think one number refers to his, uh, like, physical appearance, and then the other number refers to the skeleton. I think T-101's the type of skeleton he is, I think. Okay. Well, the T-101 that comes back in time in, in T-2 to protect John Connor from the T-1000 mm-hmm. um, changes his plans in order to stop Judgment Day instead of just protect John Connor. Yes. Why would he do that if Judgment Day is inevitable? I guess because he didn't know <laughs> it's inevitable. Well, this is the same model that's come back in time, right? Whatever. Well, yeah, but the one in T2 came back from the original future, whereas now there's a new version of the future because the Judgment Day doesn't happen until 2003. So this new Terminator does theoretically have more knowledge based on how the world's changed since T2 did change things and postpone things. Um, and this is a, there's, a little, there's another plot thread with this Terminator actually, where he does a lot of things from T2. He checks the, uh, you know, the sun thingamajig for the keys in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is something he learned from John Connor. Yeah, and he after you know when he get the machine gun at the, the the graveyard, he you know shoots all the cop cars, and then he has the human casualty zero, you know, at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a T2 thing, and I think the implication is supposed to be because he was supposed to infiltrate in the future with like older john connor is that they gave him traits but then i'd say why does skynet know what traits that john connor taught him like why would he know any of these things i don't know well well didn't you say earlier that because he's the terminator that kills john connor because he got let him get too close to him mm-hmm. well well that's a that's when he was evil yeah that's when the terminator was evil yeah I, I don't imagine he gave him enough time to teach him things. I imagine he just got close enough to quickly kill him. And I was thinking maybe like yeah. he worked closely with him after he was no. he, he was mean, programmed unless to be not evil. We know Kate reprograms him and sends her back. So maybe Kate like knew, like maybe John had told her things that he taught him. So so Kate t- taught him all these things. Maybe. Who knows? It's not very clear. It's not. And obviously, this is where we get the cameo from Doctor Silverman, um, who <laughs> who sees Arnold and runs away, and that's the whole thing. It's the joke. Um, I can tell you love this scene. He has a little PTSD moment. Yeah, I can tell you love this scene just by the, the expression on your face. <laughs> I do really like this character. Like, I like him in the first two films a lot. Oh yeah, he's great in the first. In two. this movie, it's like, oh, there he is. He just feels like another. This is for you, fans. Remember Terminator 2? This is why you paid the 10 bucks to cover the movies. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Terminator shows up. She, she's she's since killed the fiancé and appeared to be him. Um, I will say, I did kind of like her killing the cop in the car with just putting her, her whole hand through the chair. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked that one moment. I'll give that one moment. Oh, yeah. She's disguised as um, 
her as Claire Dane's fiance. Yeah. Um, and it, she just puts her hand all the way through the guy's chest from behind. Uh, that was okay. Uh, maybe maybe that yeah, was. Yeah, it makes sense that she would do that. Maybe that got the R rating because because it, it was as soon as they said where they did. It was pretty gory. Yeah, it was as soon as when they said uh, they had the locations. Oh, she's been spotted at a cemetery. Uh, you know, at this address. Blah blah blah. She was like, okay, I can kill them now. I don't need them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that that was logical. Doesn't she like keep driving with the yeah, she, she, with she, her she, hand through the guy? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll I'll, I'll give points for points of due. Um. So there's a whole action scene where they're running away and the, you know, the TX is like on the roof of the hearse and uh, try to cut through and, and whatever. Because she's got a buzzsaw <laughs> attachment. <laughs> but they get away and this is where like we find out that her dad's also a target and because the, because the TX has lost them, she'll go after him. And then John realises, wait, he's in control of Skynet. Like, he's behind it all. Like, you're so important because your dad's important. Like he he taught you all these things, and because you connect me with like the, the whatever's left of the military, that's how we build a resistance. And yada yada yada. And like this is important. We have to go save our dad. And the Terminator's like, no. <laughs> and then like the phrasing she has when she like because because he, he puts a gun to his head and says, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill myself, and you'll fail your mission. And you know, and there's, there's some jokes within the RV about how many psychology where he's like, um, because because there's one line here where he tells her that you know you you you're she's your wife right you know you're going to, your children are going to be important and yeah uh he's like wait what you, you sure about this like i don't understand your confusion she she's a she's a healthy female of breeding age <laughs> like i was like you know what again that's funny because it's not stupid because that's mm-hmm. something that a purely logical being like a robot might say yeah you know the actual like you know the human intimacy part he doesn't get that he doesn't understand any of that but yeah. the idea like no no she's of reading age what's the problem like that makes some sense um but you know or even later on when he's like oh your, your levity is good you know um it alleviates fear and that you know fear of death of certain death i think it was and like, yeah yeah i remember that part too that was okay yeah mm-hmm. those are those are okay i mean not great jokes but they're okay because it's like okay if he did they're acceptable if he had basic psychology acceptable parameters <laughs> acceptable parameters yes <laughs> um but if he had basic psychology like input into him yeah he might like like say that about this and it, it makes kind of sense it, it does to mm-hmm. a point um but you know she says no please do what he says um you know save my dad and i felt like her phrasing didn't feel like an order to me and i didn't think that should have been enough to make him do it because she said please it was weird it was like i don't know the phrasing was a bit off yeah i guess i i didn't really notice um too much i think this is around the time where i started getting really sleepy yeah you fell asleep for the last like 20 minutes and uh had to watch i rewound it, it and yeah. watched it again yeah but i was i was fighting <laughs> so sure enough they go to the, the military base so there's a tx um honestly that's, that's part of the movie kind of just all blurs together like but skynet gets turned yeah, it on really skynet gets turned on and there's like a mini like there's the flying terminators there's like a mini version of that like a drone flying around killing things they've got a mini mm-hmm. version of the tire track ones um the tanky ones and like you know and we get to this this moment here where Arnold gets separate because he's fighting the TX. He has the whole Sheila be back moment, which very good. Like I don't, I don't get why they were so determined to do that. Like 
Like, the she'll be back thing was stupid to me. It was I mean, very, you, it's full of trailer. I, I think they had just a checklist, you yeah. know? Yeah, they have that moment. Check. And we can finally talk about this moment we've been hinting at like multiple times in this review where the flying terminator you know the drone comes around the corner it's coming to uh, john and kate who are on their own and it's coming and john just buckles and kate grabs the machine gun and just unloads into it and it eventually explodes and i mean why it explodes after you know some bullets i don't know like is, is the metal exterior not strong enough to withstand that i guess i don't know why doesn't John pick up the gun? Why doesn't like, John? It's yeah. right in front of him, and he's had all this training he his buckles. whole life. And she does it instead, and he's just kind of staring at her, and she's like, "What?" And like, I would have accepted even just him, like I don't know, I just like you know, like just this idea that he's really into her now because she's like a strong person or something like that. But he says yeah. the line. He says the line. You remind me of my mother. Not now, necessary. Not necessarily, but here's the problem with that line, is that it would almost work if, like, she did remind us of his mother. Like, let's say that she reminded us of Sarah Connor in some way. We would be like, okay, fair enough, we can see it too, so he's just voicing what we're thinking. However, she does not remind us of Sarah Connor in any way, shape, or form. She's shot one round of bullets and yeah. has not been a badass up until this point. So when he says this, it feels like they're trying to force, like, oh, see, his future wife is kind of a Sarah Connor-esque see yeah i i guess you know because she's from the beginning of the movie she's kind of like this i don't know she's always i guess kind of capable but she's i think they're trying to make her have that sarah connor journey between the first and second movie in this one mm-hmm. film she's got the normal job and then she's caught up in all this and then so on and so on yeah no i, I... Eh. yeah it's, but it's also kind of weird because he has such a strange relationship with his mother in the second movie that does, i don't yeah. know if that's something he really would go for i mean maybe maybe i can buy it but um the last time we saw them together like he really does not like even in the movie he kind of gets closer to his mom but they still feel very distant by the end like he mostly just uh, attaches himself to the terminator yeah, and uh, I mean that was the complaint I was getting at earlier. Where I don't really feel like he has any attachment. Like they, they keep talking about the idea that in the future he he like uses the attachment he has to this Terminator to get close. But at no point mm-hmm. in this movie do I really feel like he has any kind of attachment to this Terminator. He doesn't no. really feel like, like he has that at all. It's weird. Uh, and he doesn't. It's yeah. not there. It's just not present. So her dad's dying. He's like, you have to get to this place, and they think it's because it's where the Skynet like like main computer is, so they can blow it up and stop Judgment Day. Really, what it is though, it's not. It's a safety bunker, and you'll survive and like survive Judgment Day. He doesn't yeah. know that he's the future savior of humanity, but he's just in this for his daughter. But uh, they're they're running through this like almost like a is that a hadron collider? Is that what it was? I don't know what it was. But it was something I like that. I think so. I think it's a particle collider of some yeah. type. Um, but like they're running through it and the, the Terminatrix is coming through but John's turned everything on and it's like a giant magnet so she gets like yeah. stuck to it and I'm like okay we've never dealt with a big magnet before in these movies that's like uh, the one it's clever yeah that's like the one idea they had in this movie is like oh we've never done that before in a Terminator movie let's see how that and works and it looks cool too like she's kind of like melting into it yeah. like the liquid metal part yeah no and she gets out but she, she breaks the machine basically by turning the buzz on to uh you know basically mm-hmm. just mess it up enough to get away 
But of course, when she won the fight with the Terminator before this, she used her like control machines doohickey on him. So as they're getting to the plane, which of course Kate can fly, because she can okay. fly planes, uh, the Terminator's like walking up to him, and even though he's being controlled by her like programming, he, he still he's, he's got he's got his own mind. So he's like, "Get away from me now! Get away from me! I'm going to hurt you!" Like, <laughs> like. And you know, basically, John has to talk him out of doing. It. He's like, "No, you're about to fail your mission. You're about to kill me and fail your mission." So he shuts himself yeah. down, and that's basically it. And like, I feel like this scene only exists because you know John's like, "Oh, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this." He's like, uh, "You know, uh, what was the word? Uh, not preference. Uh, desire. Desire is irrelevant." I am a machine! Like, I feel like this scene only exists because they wanted the I am a machine line in the trailer. Because I feel like, because they called it Rise of the Machines, they have to use the word machine as uh, much as they possibly can. You know, Kate, Kate at the start, I You're hate machines. Right. You know, like, I feel like that's what it is. Oh, we have to get our buzzword in there, like, enough times. Like, machine has mm -hmm. to be in there. Everyone, get machine in the script. Come on, not enough machines. You know, I want more machines in this script than there was comrades in Chernobyl. Do it! <laughs> oh, what a great show! What a great show! Everyone should watch Chernobyl if you haven't watched it yet. Watch Chernobyl, much better than Terminator. Oh, I was just bring it up. Um, so they they fly to this place and like they get out and then the TX is behind them in a small helicopter. But then Arnold shows up in a big helicopter because he's rebooted. And... You know, <laughs> how do you stop a small helicopter? A bigger helicopter. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry sorry so sorry sorry we said that completely wrong how, how do you sp stop a small chopper you get a bigger <laughs> chopper get to the bigger chopper <laughs> <laughs> oh so he so she I actually gets like predator. she basically turns into like a, a hat like kind of like to arnold in the first movie where her legs get like severed um again this is why not being a t-1000 is 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 bad because she could just reform if it was she was a T one thousand, but she's like crawling mm -hmm. and Arnold's also like half burned. Oh, which reminds me of something. Mm. So after the the escape from the cemetery, right? She her, her weapon gets damaged from the rocket blast, mm -hmm. and it's like oh, primary weapons like damage switched to secondary, and it turns into a flamethrower. She's got like a flamethrower sort of built in, right? Which fine, whatever. But the sound Which effect, takes fuel. <laughs> it takes fuel, yes. But here's the thing. The sound effect of this, I could swear there was a Velociraptor sound effect in there from Jurassic Park. It sounded like really? a Velociraptor roar. It was like such a, this extreme over-the-top sound effect. And I was like, why is that the sound this flamethrower is making? It sounds nothing like a flamethrower. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice. Seriously, everyone, if you've got access to Terminator 3, you watch that scene where she first uses her flamethrower after the, the hearse chase. Like, it sounds like a flamethrower. It's insane. Like a Velociraptor? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like a philosopher That's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, uh, so Arnold kind of crawls and grabs her. He, 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 he crawls and like holds the blast door open just long enough for them to crawl under. And he's like, I will see you again. And he, the TX tries to like grab him and go past, but Arnold grabs her and takes out his second fuel cell and quotes Sarah Connor from the first one. He's like, you are terminated. And then, boom, from the fuel cell. So... The end of the movie, which I think in theory is okay, is the idea that they realize that there was no stopping Judgment Day and he has to accept that this is happening and he has to become what he's going to become. Now, admittedly, the fact that this John Connor has been a useless dweeb the entire film uh, means that I don't care that much. 
he needs to do a little bit more training. But the idea of him giving a speech and like talking to people and kind of starting to rally the troops, um, as we see footage of the nukes like fall like all around the the planet at the same time, is mm-hmm. a nice idea for an ending. It just the movie doesn't earn that, so it doesn't. I don't feel anything from it. I like watching the footage of it too, like all yeah. the all the rockets coming up. That they are really cool shots. They're like, ooh, this is what Judgment Day would look like. Yeah. And uh, but um, but you're right. It's just not. It's not satisfying because it's not earned. And speaking of the CW, Smallville actually used some of this footage a few seasons after this aired or after this came out. Oh, really? It was like two or three years later. There was like a flash forward to what might happen if Lex Luthor becomes president, and it was like the, the footage of all the nukes. <laughs> coming down at the same time <laughs> and i'm like oh i get it warner brothers you like co-own this movie i get it you had this footage in your in your library uh very good i gotta save some money yeah uh, of course that visual effect looked way better than anything that's in smallville because that was a tv show in the 2000s uh, <laughs> yeah, i didn't watch it good you made the right choice because it's terrible um mm. and i regret watching 10 seasons of it like i really forget. 10 seasons wow 10 seasons yeah must have um, been pretty popular unfortunately it was unfortunately it was um <laughs> there was there's like a, a good 15 year period where i just didn't watch any tv only uh, movies yeah, i wasn't fair. being pretentious i just didn't have cable so yeah yeah that's fair um I think like because I was I was a big Buffy and Angel fan and that's all I really watched until that mm-hmm. was done and then there was like a time right after that where I started trying other TV shows because I felt this void I'm like what I don't have any TV shows to obsess about yeah. <laughs> like what? Were, were you reading comics at that point no I, I didn't start reading comics until after Batman Begins came out mm-hmm. so another few years before I started doing that and that even, might have been around the time I started reading comics too but I didn't I didn't keep with it yeah um but it was just trades and collections at the time. It wasn't. It wasn't until much later I started reading single issues, uh, like a right dark. Mm. Um, I say I say that lovingly, but I'm a dark. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you're in safe company. Yeah. Um, oh, I know you're a dark. I've seen the evidence. Um, so, yeah. So the movie ends in this really dour note, and like as he finishes his speech, like the camera goes into the Terminator skull, which is now below water, and the light goes out in the eye, and. Mm-hmm. We finally hear the main theme over the end credits, because cause screw you, movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get like Chumbawamba or something in the credits. Also, <laughs> I mean, this movie's so dated. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> I ain't never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. It ain't never gonna keep me down. Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, Danny boy. I'm sorry. You said it and I had to do it. Good job. Um, oh. So did you like it? <laughs> um, can I answer that with a big fat? I, I, I feel like if we ever like because because you're you're a veteran mystery science theater fan, and because I am a like a I maybe beyond novice at this point, but I'm certainly in my earlier stages of mystery. Mm-hmm. Like if we ever wanted to like do it ourselves, we'd be like oh we're going to do mystery science theater for movies now, right? I or, or <laughs> I, it would just be commentary tracks because of race issues, obviously. But I feel like 
this would be like a prime target because I feel like this movie has enough in it to like tear to shreds scene by scene that I think oh my I God, yeah. I think I could do a joke commentary just making fun of it the entire time. I think it's possible. Oh, definitely possible. I mean, I was doing it while I was watching it. We didn't even mention <laughs> but also the... in like not just jokey way but angry way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, do you know what I just realized we never even actually talked about the inflatable boobs. We never actually brought them up. We're going through the they plot. They don't need to be. It's okay. She sees a Victoria's Secret billboard or something like that, and and increases her boob size. is approaching her. Yes, um, and she's going to kill him within like five seconds anyway. So right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just because it's just because someone said, "Hey, we could do a joke because the liquid metal can change its shape. We could do the bigger boobs. We could do that, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then why wouldn't she just keep the bigger boobs then? If that's why she's like, "Okay, so this is what's sexy. I'll use the big boobs," and then. I mean, that's so dumb. It's a stupid. I almost feel like the stupid scene. This could almost go for Terminator Two as well, but I feel like the almost more natural thing would be to like start in liquid metal form and then like see like a billboard of like the actor they're going to use and like be like, no, I mean, not that not, not that the actor is an actor in the world, but just that she sees like someone who looks like Christina Loken on a billboard and then takes that form completely. Like, right. I, I guess kind of like how the Transformers take their form when they arrive because they see like a truck and they're like, okay, I'll be that truck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but it makes more sense. Like, it why does. would they have a body when they came or a face when they come back? They Wouldn't they travel in like pure liquid metal form? I guess because when they actually take a form, it disguises the sensors that, as, as living tissue so they get through the time maybe, travel. Maybe that's how they get by it. Yeah. So they need like a base model, I guess. Mm. We're, we're trying to figure out i don't know it, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> doesn't make a whole lot of sense i terminator 3 is like i think i i definitely dislike it even more now watching it again like oh a, yeah me too with a modern mindset it, it's so bland it's so sequel by committee it's just hitting notes from the previous film uh, with a little bit of terminator 1 but without any of the tone or craft that makes those scenes work you know like how menacing were those terminators in those previous films and then on top of all that like that would be one thing if it was just that but on top of all that they add in this weird sense of humor that's just really cheap and dated Uh, even at the time it was dated how do you make arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator so uncool you know it seems it seems like it would be impossible but they do it in the first shot with him. <laughs> yeah, I like. I feel like a lot of it's just how they choose to dress him and like shoot him because he looks cool the entire time in Terminator Two. But in this movie, there's some wide shots where he just looks kind of silly walking about. It's, it's like the leather pants are too big for him or something like that. <laughs> and they just it just looks Maybe. a bit off. It just looks a bit off all the time. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't forgive the mistakes of this movie. There's too many. Yeah, it's, it's sticking, it's sticking fast. Um, Tara, <laughs> sorry, I'm tired. I know you are. I, I can sense you're getting tired, which is why I'm about to try and put you out your misery uh, and ask you like how you would rate this. And I think for also interesting, what do you think you were going to rate it before you watched it again? I think that's an interesting. I was thinking somewhere above the 50% line, but not quite at like a seven, maybe like a six or a 6.5. That's where you thought it was going to come in from memory. Okay. Yeah. From memory. Cause like I said, I've only seen it once before at the theater and I never bothered watching it again. Cause I thought I was really happy to see Arnold Schwarzenegger again on the big screen as the Terminator. And 
maybe I was just kind of blinded or maybe I was just at the right age for it. Uh, but no, it does not hold up. And like I said, I, I can't forgive it for the scenes that with Arnold as the Terminator. They're just from the very beginning. We're tell they, they let you know, we're not taking this seriously. Yeah. And this is just, this is just give us your money. <laughs> Thank you. We gave you a Terminator film. Um, tell your friends. And, uh, it suffers a little bit from uh, the Superman Returns thing where it's like, oh, we're bringing this franchise back, you know, decades mm-hmm. after the last one. And we all got excited because for a lot of us, for people in our age range, it's like, oh, we get to see one of these in the cinema for the first time because we were too young, right. you know, when the previous Big ones deal. came out. And you get all excited. And even Superman had like, the main theme, like, the opening, which is the best part of Superman Returns is that opening music in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And then there's a couple of good scenes, and it's just this bland movie because it's just trying to recapture nostalgia for the previous one. There's very few franchises that came back decades later that worked. I think one of the few ones that spring to mind. Is... Okay, well, I would. I think uh, Rocky Six or Rocky Balboa rather actually kind of did that already, bizarrely. Uh, but Creed's a fine example. But before that, though, I would actually say uh, Rambo. Rambo 4, I thought was like a terrific little return. You know what? When I went to check the IMDb for Claire Danes, I saw that there was a new Rambo trailer out. And I'm like, oh my God, we should stop so I can watch this. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm so excited. And you're right. I love that. Yeah, that Rambo 4 was good. The movie was really good. And it keeps it simple and just does a new story. It's just like, no, there's a simple yeah. story about him, you know, being forced out of this situation where he has to be Rambo again. And it just keeps it really nice and simple. And it's just gory as shit. And it's a blast. Yep, but that's all we want. Yeah, and hey, that's not a bad freeze frame. You, you freeze frame and smile. That's actually quite. That's quite good. You could have left that there for the rest. Mid tired smile. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you're getting to your written. You're getting to your written. Yeah. So uh, this movie's really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I kind of was angry from the beginning, and it didn't really go away. So I. There are some things that are that are that are fine in the film. Um, I don't like I don't like John Connor at all. Um, I don't really care about Claire Dane's character. I don't like the villain. Um, I like Arnold. Uh, I don't like the choices they gave Arnold. Uh, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it a three point five. Whoa, baby! Yeah, this um, is a really low movie for me. Joe, it's funny because. Uh, you know, I agree. I got I got kind of pissed off. See, see the, the the stripper scene at the start, and it was just a talk to the hand moment. Never mind the sunglasses. After that moment, I was just kind of like, "Oh God, oh oh no!" I, I was getting like Schumacher vibes. Yeah, I, I I forgot this was like a thing in this. Like, uh, this is terrible. And yeah, I felt I you know I never really get over that. And there's a lot of other little things like that in the movie. And then there's just the fact that nothing has any intimidate. You know, the villain has not isn't intimidating. There's no there's no presence or atmosphere for the rest of it. It feels like a TV show in a lot of ways. It feels like a TV show with just bigger budget effects, and it just it feels really limp. And I, I think likewise when I committed this, I, I remember thinking it was I was probably going to be like ah it's maybe a five point five like just just above that mediocre line mm-hmm. you know it's just watchable kind of thing, and watching it again like yeah I I, I don't think I can I can go that high I I feel like I I need to leave room for for the next two which might be lower, <laughs> although salvation no this one was pretty bad yeah. like 
Genesis is still worse. I, 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 I'm going to stake my flag in the ground right now and say that Genesis is still going to be worse than this. Yeah, maybe. Salvation may actually be better than this by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Salvation may actually not be as bad as this. So, uh, with that said, I am going to go... And keep in mind, I gave the first two. I gave I gave the first one a ten, and the second a nine point five. Mm-hmm, me too. We had the same rating. This one, I am going to. I think I'm going to. I'm very close to. I'm going to go with a round four, four out of ten. It seemed to piss you off just a little bit more than me, even though I'm really pissed off. But I need to leave room for Genesis because Genesis is going to be so much lower. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the Terminator franchise is? It's a, it's a Hollywood game of limbo. Uh, is it called Limbo? But you go under the stick. You, you, yeah. you bend. Uh, it's limbo. I, just, I, I was just worried I'd got the wrong thing there. Um, it's basically, it's basically just them going, "How low can we go? How low <laughs> can we go? Well, we're going to find out in Genesis, baby. We're going to find out. That's not next though. The next thing, the next Terminator movie we're doing will be Terminator Salvation, of course, in a few weeks' time. Uh, the next actual movie we're doing, um, which you remember because you told me right before we started this. Fast yeah, color. I just happened to look at the list before yeah. we started. Yeah, we're doing Fast Color, which was a new film this year, uh, which has actually already been optioned for a TV show, bizarrely. But uh, the oh, really, yeah, but uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw's in it, and I l- just really liked the trailer. I-, I thought the trailer was really cool. Yeah, I liked the trailer a lot too. Um, I think I saw when the trailer came out. I, I was it was kind of on my radar because it looked like a cool sci-fi movie, and it um, yeah, I don't think it even came to theaters where i live um I, no i got a super limited release i think it went to like vod almost like immediately so um okay, it's, it's been yeah, available like... for a, it's been available for a few weeks at the time of recording um had i realized it because honestly i was like oh i wanted to see this let me go check when it's out and it was already out in vod had i like known it was about to come out we would have done it like almost straight Probably away would have done it earlier yeah bumped it up uh but as it is um uh, you know, we're, we're, we're maybe a month or two late, but um, I'm looking forward to watching that. So that's going to be the next episode. And obviously, we didn't mention a mystery science theory section at the start of this. Uh, th- those are not gone; those are still going to happen. But uh, what we've decided to do instead is actually record them kind of separate from the episodes. And they will be on episodes of the Ace, but we're going to intentionally put them on episodes that are a little bit shorter than some of the long ones we have. Mm-hmm. So this one is too long for a, a Mystery Science Theater episode, but sometimes when we only get to about an hour, we'll throw on the Mystery Science Theater uh, bonus mm-hmm. section, and you'll have it that way. The, the, the next one coming still Hobgoblins, um, and that'll be sometime soon. Uh, will it be with Fast Color? Only one way to find out. Um, come back next week and find out. But... Uh, yeah, so that's the plan going forward with those. Uh, so they'll be, they'll be kind of like a hey, this this that episode was a bit shorter. We'll throw on a mystery science theater section. Um, yeah, it so. seems like the right the right way to do it since we don't have them every week. Yeah, and they've been on hiatus for a long time. But. Yes, um, but we are planning on watching the next one and recording it soon. Yeah, because uh, I'm looking forward to hobgoblins. <laughs> I've heard there's been so much mystique around hobgoblins. I can't have to see <laughs> hobgoblins. Um, I know. Is you it, need to know what the pig liquor joke is. Is it better than Terminator Three? Probably. Um, oh, <laughs> more. It's it's more fun to watch. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, so yeah, that there you go. That has been Terminator Three, and uh, yeah, I, I knew this was going to be a meaty one because this franchise is something I'm so impassioned about. Bizarrely, I think Salvation 
because uh, Genesis will be equally as long as this. I can promise you right now, I am going to rant about almost everything in that movie. Salvation, I don't remember hating it in the theater yeah. when I saw it. Uh, I remember hating the trailer. I, I remember just feeling kind of underwhelmed by the whole thing, but I don't remember being like angry like constantly. No, I, could, I remember them thinking, oh, they're doing the Black Hawk Down, but with Terminators. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I've, uh, I definitely... I mean, I've I've only seen Salvation and Genesis once each, but Genesis was recent enough that I still remember it relatively well. Uh, Salvation, like I saw once the year it came out, and I've not seen it since, so I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember a couple of beats, and that's about it. So uh, we'll find out in a few weeks uh, how that one holds up, if at all, because uh, that's very debatable. And uh, got fast color next week, and I just remind the patrons that there's a there's a vote on probably right now uh, that will end at the end of the month. So make sure you go and vote on all the votes on Patreon. Um, of course, you can support us. We mentioned Patreon, but we can also support us in other ways, such as liking, subscribing, commenting below, and letting us know what you think of the movie we talked about. Uh, you can send in questions for us to answer at mftvquestions at gmail.com. You can send in questions about past movies we've done or movies you know that are upcoming. Uh, just put in the subject header, uh, the ace, so we know it's for this show, and uh, we'll occasionally pick some of those out as well. Um, that'll be another thing we'll maybe do at the end on shorter episodes uh, when the Fun. occasion calls for it. So and you can also follow us on Twitter at the Ace Podcast, and finally you can rate and review the podcast on the audio feed on the Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to it. If you give us a five star rating and a review, it helps other people find us and uh, all that jazz. So yeah, go do go do all all those or all or some of those things, whatever ones apply. And uh, thank you once again for watching or listening. We love you loads, and keep watching sci-fi movies and computer. But not Skynet, you piece of shit. You, you, you simmer down over there and you, you, you go and sit in the corner and think about what you've done. But computer, that's salsa. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs>